MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want info pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Hello. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Hey, we're getting started. Welcome. So are you. Today just so happens to be a Friday. No sad bro, friend. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, December 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The University of Pennsylvania's Board of Trustees held an emergency meeting Thursday and the powerful Wharton Board of Directors that leads the university's prominent business school called for a leadership change at the university as school president Liz McGill faces scathing criticism over her performance at a House hearing earlier this week. McGill remained president after the uh, arranged board gathering concluded Thursday, but McGill faced a rebellion from Wharton leaders and a growing coalition of donors, politicians, politicians and business leaders who denounced her testimony during Tuesday's hearing uh, house hearing McGill along with the president of Harvard and MIT did not explicitly say that calling for the genocide of Jews would necessarily violate their code of conduct on bullying or harassment instead they explained it would depend on circumstances and conduct McGill had already been under fire from prominent prominent donors faculty students and alumni prior to Tuesday's hearing after multiple incidents of anti-semitism on campus in recent months and what critics have said was a tepid response to those incidents. The Wharton Board of Directors, compromised of a who's who group of business leaders, joined the growing chorus of voices calling for McGill's immediate ouster. A spokesperson for Penn said there is no immediate immediate plan for the board to replace McGill. A Philadelphia couple is dealing with the aftermath of a stranger who walked into their house and began to make himself at home. Mm. It happened at 620 Tuesday morning on the 3400 block of Englewood Street. Home surveillance captured the suspect opening an unlocked door and walking into the home. Melissa Gladney said that she had just walked out of the house to go to work and she started yelling and screaming when she saw this man. Hi! Uh, She said he just kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Just seconds later, the gentleman walked into their home. I thought at first, uh, so this was the husband, Joe, uh, Kadger said that at, at first he thought it was Melissa walking back into the home. Uh, and he was still there with the couple's two kids and his mother-in-law. I saw him taking off his scarf, his jacket. I said, excuse me, sir, you're in the wrong house. You have to get out. Uh, the couple says their first thought was about their children. What if my kids were sitting on the couch like they do every morning and my husband was in the kitchen so this man could have walked in and got my kids and took off? He could have hurt the kids, said right, Bradney. Right. Their, second was, their second thought was about the escaped prisoner, Gino Hagencotter, who broke out of Riverside Correctional Facility 
facility last week. The prison is about two miles from the couple's home. Philadelphia police say Hagen Cotter was not the intruder and that this suspect is unknown. Neighbors say the man tried to break into several other homes too, erratically knocking on doors for long periods of time. Uh, the couple says that they're going to be more careful. She says, lock, her, lock your doors, even if you're just walking to the curb to put your trash out, lock your doors because you never know what's going to happen. At this time, there was an escape prisoner social going on. So oh, it was not likely. He, oh, they all got yeah, together. They all got yeah. together yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at Longwood Gardens. <laughs> they all got, yeah. they they put out the word yeah. and everybody, it was just kind of like a Hey, if you're an escape convict, yeah. Yeah. There's so many together. There's so many of them at this point. Uh, yeah, so weird. They said the guy walked in, like started taking his scarf off like he was going to like stay for a while. So I wonder how bizarre. far you can get with that if you act like you live there. Yeah. Have I not known he lives here? <laughs> He's like, hey, Jane, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you for asking. <laughs> Who is he? A former Philadelphia labor leader, Johnny Doherty, also known, uh, sorry, John Doherty, also known as Johnny Doc, and a co-defendant were convicted Thursday of using more than $650,000 in union funds for personal use. 63-year-old Doherty who led... You can't do that. <laughs> I, you know what? Again, it's... it should be posted clearly. But it happens so much that I you're know, like, oh, you can't? Oh. You can't remodel your house with the money from the union? <laughs> I mean, come on. 63-year-old Doherty, who led Local 98 of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers for nearly three decades, was convicted of conspiracy, embezzlement, and dozens of other charges by a jury after a month-long trial. It's the second conviction federal prosecutors secured against the long, powerful figure. Prosecutors said he and co-defendant Brian Burroughs, Local 98 former president, Use the money for items including home renovations, concerts, groceries, and even a cookie tray for the christening. Oh, now, okay. Lovely. Wait, now I, I have a skin in the game <laughs> now. Let's hear this Cookies, out. Yeah. Let's hear out the cookie tray, guys. Uh, not only were they stealing from the members, but the members had no way of knowing it. By so the, the way, that was an excellent tray of cookies. <laughs> 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 said Assistant U.S. Attorney Frank Costello. A doctor, he said he disagreed with the verdict as he left court. He faces federal time behind bars. Uh, one witness Anthony Massa reportedly testified that he oversaw thousands of dollars in improvements at the Philadelphia home of Doherty's brother Kevin, a Supreme uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court justice. John, if you're gonna have Johnny Doc, is you got to have all these other guys have regular names. They don't have like a cool right. Johnny Doc. A Johnny name. Doc name. They should be a Doc Hollywood. Right, Boba Fett, something called <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba <laughs> where? A lawyer for the justice later called the witness an admitted liar. Burroughs' attorney says he plans to appeal. Doherty still faces an extortion trial earlier ne- uh, early next year, and his attorney uh, stopped short of saying he planned to appeal Thursday's verdict. Sentencing for both Burroughs and Doherty on the bribery and embezzlement convictions is scheduled for March. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers won again, beating the Coyotes 4 1 last night in Arizona. Travis Konechny scored twice. Carter Hart made 25 saves, and the Flyers ended the Coyotes' winning streak at 5. 
Cam York had a goal and an assist, and Joel Farabee also scored for the Flyers, who have won three straight games, four of six and nine of their last 13. The road trip continues tomorrow night with a game in Colorado against the Avalanche at 9 o'clock. The Sixers, who are 13-7 and seven and in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, are back at home tonight. We'll take on the Atlanta Hawks, who are 9-11 and 11 and in 10th place. Tip-off tonight is at 7 o'clock. In Thursday night football, the New England Patriots beat the Steelers 21-18 to 18 last night in Pittsburgh. The Patriots, who improved to 3-10, and 10, ended a five-game losing streak while hurting the Steelers' playoff hopes as Pittsburgh fell to 7-6 and six and into third place in the AFC North. And the 10-2 and two Eagles will travel to Dallas this weekend to take on the 9-3 and three Cowboys in Sunday night football. Kickoff on Sunday will be at 8-20. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, then. Thank you very much, Kathy. And welcome indeed to the end of the work week. We will give away our Word of the Week prize this morning. And it is a Flyers setup. It's their Flyers Santa Sack. So we have two of those. We'll give them away uh, today. So don't miss that final letter. Uh, we have joining us this morning, Mr. Mark Summers on the yes. program. Uh, we just mentioned the other day that his show, this show, The Life and Slimes of Mark Summers, is going to be playing in New York City. Yeah. Uh, Off-Broadway, 16-week run. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. very excited about Off-Broadway. It. So we'll chat with him later on this morning and uh, check in and see how he is doing. We have, uh, we're, we're going to do The Connoisseur today. And- Shut the f- <laughs> Oh, there no, he is. For real, yeah, yeah. Mark. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to try a new Mini Melts flavor. Mini Melts. I'm looking forward to Our it. sponsor yeah. of The Connoisseur. Do you think you're going to be able to actually tell the flavor of it? No, I don't. I, I may just bail on it. I've got this. I woke up. I felt good this morning waking up, but somewhere between the shower and getting here, my nose just, uh, my sinuses above, just yeah. went nuts. And so I feel, and now I feel like crap. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry oh, to hear that. No, it's all good. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I was telling Casey, I'm, I'm, I'm a little spaced out. I'm a little, I feel a little detached. Yes. When you um, get congested, it yeah. starts to take effect. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, I'm, uh, hopefully I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to gather my thoughts and I'm going to rally. <laughs> there you, go. you know, I can't yeah. even think well, straight. That's that, terrible. Yeah. That's sign. That's what that does. You got that's- brain snot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all built up yeah. in, my, in my brain. It's not, <laughs> but anyway, nonetheless, uh, we'll uh, we'll make it work. Uh, we got a lot of things to get to today, and of course, uh, Friday in and of itself is a is a wonderful event. So we're happy about that, and uh, some other giveaways which we'll spell out in a little bit. So let's take a break. Come back in a second and uh, do the entertainment report, the stupid question, and all that good stuff. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, "Hey Alexa." Open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to give away for the stupid question our last pair of tickets for the Kimball Cultural Campus as they present a very filling Christmas with our friends at No Name Pops and a whole cast of Broadway singers and dancers. This is going to be uh, uh, December 15th. Just to give you a heads up. All right, so the question is, how many tentacles does a squid have? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. How many tentacles does a squid have? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Got some birthdays to mention. Today being the 8th day of December, it is Kim Basinger, Bassinger, Bassinger. <laughs> we have the clamp case? Her I, I, birthday mm-hmm. today. Mm, I, don't guy. So. I know, yeah. I know. But, oh, uh, trying to say your name? Right, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the doctor who goes, I don't know how to say this. You know, you think he's going to say, like, you have kids. Goes, is it Bassinger? Bassinger? That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I never remember, and, and uh, it doesn't matter. I say Bassinger. Uh, so she's wonderful. She's been in uh, tons of great movies. We she's, don't have it. Uh, she's. She won the Oscar for L.A. Confidential. She was excellent in L.A. Confidential. She yeah. was also part of one of the legendary, acrimonious divorces of all time with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Big birthday for her today, by the way. She is 70 years old. But she is kind of, she's disappeared now for she, a long time. Not not a big uh, interest in doing the Hollywood scene. She is also apparently slightly agoraphobic. Right. So she is afraid of crowds. Stays inside. Yeah. Uh, Terry Hatcher has her birthday today. Now, she's. Uh, she's doing a lot these yeah. days. Yeah, she's popping up in a lot. She's Is doing, she? Doing the Hallmark route. Yeah, no she's way. doing that kind of um, rom-com. <laughs> All right, not specifically for Hallmark. You ready for the last three titles? <laughs> go ahead. How to Fall in Love by Christmas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Christmas at the Chalet. There you go. And A Kiss Before Christmas. Ooh. All right. <laughs> so. She can cut, like, sometimes I like her and sometimes I'm like, come on, you're well, annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, when she first came on the scene, um, she was like, a super sex pot. She was oh, in yeah. Tango and Cash, and she yeah. was in that movie with Kevin Bacon. It's a comedy about him uh, leaving film school and becoming a director. Yeah, was it? Uh, I remember that. It was a yeah. cute movie. Was, I liked that. It was movie. a funny movie. Yeah, uh, she was also the, in uh, Soap Dish. Soap Dish was great. On, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's the goofier characters that I don't <clears throat> love so much. Yeah, she she got annoying on Desperate Housewives. Well, then I need because uh, the, the Hallmark stuff is on in my house all the time, and I haven't noticed her yet. So I got to keep a, a one eye open for Terry Hatcher. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. These aren't. Specifically for Hallmark, they're for... Um, oh, I don't know, Steve. I just yeah, looked at no, the titles. No yeah, yeah, but yeah. she's also, uh, they're real and they're spectacular. Right. From Seinfeld. Oh, that's You're right. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's 59 today. Dominic Monaghan, oh. uh, Lord of the Rings, hmm. uh, and Lost. The only um, Hobbit we haven't had in studio. Yeah, you're right. Do you feel under the weather, Preston? I do. I'm sorry, Gandalf. Do you have a snot rag at the ready? All right, here in my hand as we speak. Yeah, do you have a spell or something? Absolutely. Snotum Gurum away. Ah, much better. Oh, I'm sorry. That makes your testicles fall off. <laughs> Oops. I had the book upside down. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, Gandalf. <laughs> 
pick him up later. Uh, Dominic is uh, 47 today. Then another uh, veteran of the TV show lost, Ian Summerholder. Uh, that's my my wife has a massive crush on He's him. He's a super good-looking guy. Good-looking dude. Uh, he is celebrating his 45th birthday today. Uh, Phil Collin, guitarist for Def Leppard. We just announced the, uh, the tour, uh, them and Journey. And you know what I saw added to that? There were a bunch of other uh, opening acts that are going to be touring uh, that particular tour. Uh, and in Philadelphia, I read uh, Steve Miller Band will be on, oh, that, wow. on that bill. So that, that's pretty cool. I've come around. Yeah, I used to dislike the Steve Miller Band. Then I love the Steve Miller Band. Then I dislike them. I'm back to loving them now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I cannot hear this song without thinking of that comedy movie, Balls of Fury. About oh, ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Phil Collins, great guitarist. And he's that guy that, uh, you know, when he turned 60, there was a picture of him with his shirt off and he's just ripped off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Stop yeah, yeah. it. He's in great shape. Uh, so happy 66th birthday to Phil Collins. Uh, a guy that uh, that Nick and I had a nice conversation with in uh, California. He's a bassist. His name is Nathan yes. East. And he is an amazing musician. Uh, session and musician? Uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a gun for hire, and he is um, he's played from uh, with everyone from uh, Eric Clapton to Chick Corea. I mean, wow. uh, I, when we saw him, it, we were there for the uh, with Michael Giacchino when uh, he was recording the the score for Spider Man, right? And we we saw he he, he was in the hallway, and uh, Michael introduces to him, and I recognize him immediately. I'm like, you toured with Clapton? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. And, and oh, we, that's cool. He was just the he nice, must have been happy that you recognized him. Nicest a bit. guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, he was born in Philly. Uh, he had Philly connections, so we talked to him a little bit about that. Steve, you would recognize him from like uh, the Unplugged, yes. Clapton. He's, yeah, he's in all of those scenes with Clapton, uh, and he, he I think he still tours with Clapton. But what I did know is how good he was. Yeah. I sent Nick a video of him playing with uh, Chickory his electric band and like that's intense jazz. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. really super fast complex stuff he's he's amazing happy 68th birthday to Nathan East uh, actress Anna Sophia Robb uh, who you know from movies like Bridge to Terabithia because of Winn-Dixie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Soul Surfer because she was the, the lead in Soul Surfer uh, she is 30 years old today uh, actor Wendell Pierce who I love in Jack Ryan he plays Greer uh, who is kind of uh, Jack's boss boss uh, at the beginning, and uh, he's been in everything from Malcolm X to Horrible Bosses, a bunch of stuff. He turns 60 years old, just a super likable guy. And then the last birthday I saw is a gentleman by the name of Tanner Buchanan, and he plays Robbie on Kobe, Cobra Kai. Uh, he's the son of Johnny, and uh, he's great. Is he? He's not the, the guy in Blue Beetle, is he? No. No, no that's, uh, that's Miguel. Okay. Uh, who is also kind of a sun figure to uh well they're, they're all kind of sun figures it's it's weird but uh he's great on the show uh he's also in designated survivor he plays his son on that ah. as well so he turns 25 he's a good looking dude too he's a good looking dude why right. is everyone good looking and i'm not i know and everybody we only celebrate the beautiful people don't no. we their birthdays yeah all right let's see if we can get an answer to the super question how many tentacles does a squid have at 215-263 wmmr is a number we'll go to nikki hi nikki hi you guys rock thank you nikki hey. all right what's your answer please uh two is that correct no. No. Right. no. Oh, my God. Squid definitely has more than two. Sorry about that. Uh, she, she might have heard you say testicles. Oh, maybe. Hi. Uh, we'll go to Katie. Dude, she might have. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Katie. How many tentacles does a squid have? Is it six? No, that's incorrect. Oh. Sorry. Uh, 
Oh. Nope. We'll have to uh, we'll have to take some other callers because yeah. I think everybody else thought I said testicles because they're all saying two. What? Well, it's always your answer that's the right answer, right? That's correct, yes. Okay. Why? Does it say two? It says two tentacles and, well, now I'm going to oh. give away the answer. Oh. No. But here's no. what I think. I think you're right, and uh, I disagree with Wikipedia on this. I agree. Well, we, let's do a deeper I, dive. The, I, the rule is what Preston says, because we, we've learned over time that's yeah. just the best way I, to do how it. How many dangly things does, yeah. a, does oh, a squid have? Appendages. Wow. Appendages. Thank yeah. you. Wow. 215-263-WMMR. So because it designates in, in Wikipedia uh, arms and tentacles. They don't have arms. You know yeah. what I mean? Come on, man. Well, not, you know what I'm talking about here. There's no elbows. There's no, no elbows. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, obviously they do. <laughs> I got this from a random trivia generator. Oh, right. Tell them yeah. thanks for nothing. All right, hang on. Let me go to let me go to Ken. Hey, hey Ken, good morning. Good morning. All right, Ken. How many how many tentacles? How many appendages all together? Eight arms plus two tentacles. I have ten. Ten, that's oh, it. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Ken. Sorry no. we had to clarify that. No yeah. one even noticed the confusion. Sorry to the other people who kind of got it right, but not the answer that I had. So uh, Ken gets in, and we're going to give him a pair of tickets as the Kimmel Cultural Campus presents a very Philly Christmas Wednesday, December 15th, Verizon Hall. Enjoy iconic, holi- Thank you, Casey. iconic <laughs> holiday favorites that you will never forget, featuring the no-name Pops cast, Broadway singers and dancers, and a conductor renowned for his showmanship and flair. Get tickets for performances through December 23rd at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Uh, I apologize ahead of time because I'm going to be blowing my nose throughout this uh, segment here. Do and you have a spot right I, I do have it right here. Thank Use you. Use that liberally. Thank you, Gandalf. I appreciate your support. All right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna leave the Shire. It's very useful for removing mucus from your nose. And uh, we're going to talk about this. Uh, this is pretty scary. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, uh, Derek Hoff's wife, Haley, underwent emergency brain surgery. Oh, I yes, saw, this. saw this. After a cranial hematoma. Uh, he revealed this on uh, an Instagram post yesterday. Um, she became disoriented on uh, Wednesday, after Wednesday night's performance for the couple's Symphony of Dance tour and was hospitalized in D.C. Uh, she was diagnosed with cran- cranial hemato- uh, hematoma from a burst blood vessel and required an emergency uh, craniectomy, which uh, what they do is a portion of the skull is removed and it relieves the pressure on the brain. Yes. Uh, the procedure is usually done when a patient has suffered a very severe brain injury that involves significant amounts of bleeding around the brain or excessive swelling of the brain. Uh, Hoff did not share any information about how she may have become injured or what exactly led to that first blood vessel. From what I was seeing, there was this was completely out of the blue. There was, you know, maybe a strain or something. I don't know how, how one gets this that quickly, but that's what happened. She was in a, a nasty car accident, I think, last year. And, you know, I doubt that that would linger, but uh, you never know. It could have set in motion things that ended yeah. up doing, causing this. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. So, but uh, apparently, she's. I guess she's doing okay. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. Uh, actress Casey Wilson did not mince words when it came to sharing her experiences working with Tim Allen on the Santa Clauses in 2022. Uh, the Gone Girl actor said that it was quote the worst. Truly single worst experience I've <gasps> ever had with a co-star. Oh my god! Uh, she, while the pair were filming a scene together, uh, she recalled um, 
that uh, he goes over to the producer, she said, who is standing four feet from me, and go, and I goes, I hear him, he goes, you got to tell her to stop stepping on my lines. She said the producer turns to me with horror on his face as he walks one foot to me and goes, um... Tim would ask that you stop stepping on his line. Like that yeah, type of situation where yeah, the person refuses to talk. Dynamic. Yeah. Tell him. Yeah, tell yeah. Nick I said shut up. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nick, Kathy <laughs> says shut up. Preston, yeah. tell Kathy she smells. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she added that uh, everybody was walking on eggshells around him on the set that they just looked frantic. Uh, the wow. Saturday Night Live alum said when he was done, he was so effing rude. He never made eye contact, never said anything. It was so uncomfortable. And at uh, the end of filming, she said, Tim Allen goes, leaving, takes his Santa cape, picks it up, drops it on the floor, and walks out. People were scurrying to pick up his velvet Santa coat. She said, he's a bitch. <laughs> and this is the best. She said, I will I will not say who said this. Uh, this was someone that I do not know, perhaps in the crew. Uh, he or she breezes past me and just goes, you're seeing him on a good day. Whoa. So she's not have any so, good experience damn. with him at all. That's sort of, like I've heard good things about Tim Allen, but I also like Casey Wilson a lot. I think yeah. she seems really like cool, and so I, you know, who knows? I've but, heard other bad things about him too. So yeah. I mean, you know, he, he, he's listen. He's a big star. And yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people good and bad. Yeah. Sometimes people get a uh, they get an ego thing. So I don't know. Uh, well, it doesn't like Selena Gomez will be single soon. She is seemingly confirmed that she is dating acclaimed producer Benny Blanco. Wow. Benny Blanco. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Holy moly. Uh, Gomez soft launched the relationship with a cryptic picture on her Instagram story in which she rests her head on a bearded man's shoulder, presumably Blanco, uh, who is wearing diamond bracelets and an eccentric button-up with zebras on it. Uh, but she confirmed the role romance in writing by commenting on an Instagram uh, post speculating that the duo were an item and she just wrote facts uh, which uh, sent her fandom and her Hades haters into a frenzy. Uh, Gomez responded to several trolls who critiqued her choice in him uh, and so she's kind of bouncing back. What do you expect? Yeah. I think isn't she still in the top five or yeah. six uh, follower 429 million 429 Steve. million she has more people following her than the population of the United States yes yeah, like way more yeah I only wow. know Benny because of uh, the TV show Dave with Lil Dicky and uh, he he and uh, Dave Bird Lil Dicky are really great friends and so he shows up as Benny on that show uh, quite a bit uh, he's a really likable dude and and uh, like I don't know uh, good for her she seems happy why not uh, he's worked with just about every pop star who's been relevant in the last decade including Gomez's famous ex Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. So they're hooking up. We'll see how this goes. Uh, this was sad to see, and I wasn't familiar with this this actress because I didn't watch the show, but I did read the story. Uh, Andrea Faye Friedman, the actress who broke ground with her portrayal of Amanda Swanson in the hit TV drama Life Goes On, uh, passed away this week at her home in Santa Monica. She was 53. Wait, who, who, who so was she? So I'll, I'll explain. She, she played um, uh, her, her father, Hal, confirmed the news on Thursday, revealing she died from complications of Alzheimer's disease, which I didn't know this is common for people. 
people with Down syndrome over the age of 50. Uh, did not know that. She played the girl, yeah, his the girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh-huh. Corky's girlfriend. Uh-huh. But I did not know that, that Alzheimer's yeah. uh, is a condition that, that can settle in for people with Down syndrome after they pass the age of 50. That's terrible to hear. Um, he also she was said very good. That she had been unable to speak for the past year due to Aww, the disease. I know, this is so terrible. Sad. I really liked that show. Um, I loved yeah. that show. Man. That was like one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. And she apparently made significant contributions to on-screen representation for people with Down syndrome. Her breakout role on Life Goes On came in 1992. She played the girlfriend and eventual wife of the main character, Charles Corky Thatcher, uh, who also, of course, has Down syndrome. Uh, the show was the first major series to feature not one but two characters with Down syndrome. Uh, she appeared in the drama for two years. Uh, from there, she spent her career challenging stigmas with humor and using her platform to educate the world about people with Down syndrome. In uh, a 2010 episode of The Family Guy, she played Ellen, a girl with Down syndrome who dates Chris Griffin. Uh, her other TV credits included episodes of Baywatch, Touched by an Angel, Chicago Hope, Seventh Heaven, and ER. Wow. And she was also the subject of a 2009 documentary called A Possible Dream, The Andrea Friedman Story. Uh, she made her final on-screen appearance in the 2019 holiday drama Carol of the Bell. So that was sad to hear. And w- what was the um, the guy's name? Corky, the guy that played Corky? Oh, Chris... Um, Charles Thatcher. No, Chris here. Burke. Chris, Chris Burke. Burke. Oh, he, the character was... Yeah. Uh, so he lives in Point Lookout, New York, which is where uh, my family lives. And right. Would we, you see him around? Yeah, like when we go to visit them, there's an ice cream shop a uh, couple doors down from where my cousin lives, and he comes in every night to the ice cream oh, shop. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, we were there. Cool. We saw him. Yeah, he just kind of... So he's got to be up there. Oh, he's like a little celebrity in the town. They love him. <laughs> Kathy, at the height of that show, and I loved it as well, he came and spoke at our local Y, and it was the coolest thing ever. Like, it was this <laughs> massive celebrity. I'm like, oh my God, it's Corky. Like, it was so... He was Corky! Such a, <laughs> Steve, I, I was that guy. <laughs> Corky! I love you, you, Corky! Uh, Corky! Okay. Sad sad news that she passed. (laughs) All right. Uh, Will Ferrell is ready to have a woman in the White House. He took the stage at the Hollywood Reporter's annual Women in Entertainment Gala on Thursday and said, isn't it just time uh, for women to run the planet? Uh, He commented on how men just haven't been cutting the mustard. He said, I'm not trying to placate you, I swear, but I don't know what else to do because we, men, we've been running the show since, what, 10,000 B.C.? And we're not doing so good. And he said, so please, can you guys just take over? over. Uh, most specifically, the L Factor asked Kerry Washington to run for president. He said, Kerry, uh, you're, you're all, you've always uh, been amazing in everything you've ever done and an incredible advocate for so many different things. Can you just run for president, please? We'll pay you. He said, we'll do a GoFundMe right now in this room and we will launch you. And then she went on to accept the Equity and Entertainment Award uh, for the day. Joshua Jackson and Lupita Nyong'o aren't keeping their romance under wraps anymore. According to Entertainment Tonight, the pair, who have been rumored to be dating since October, were photographed holding hands on Tuesday. Uh, Both actors wore beanies and and sunglasses. That's it. As they took a stroll through Joshua Tree in California. That's code. That's code for we're doing it, the beanies. Uh, she was wearing a T-shirt that read, It's Okay to Cry. And this comes after Jody Turner-Smith filed for divorce from the Dawson's Creek actor after three years of marriage. And uh, Inyogo announced her breakup from uh, Salima Masekela. Uh, uh, Masekela? Masekela. Yeah. Um, Oprah Winfrey, what? You were just having a, a conversation with yourself. <laughs> that's, you know, that's all. Masekela? No, Masekela. Masekela? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think you're right. How you doing? <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey spoke to Entertainment Tonight on Wednesday at the Los Angeles premiere of The Color Purple. Uh, Winfrey was nominated for an Academy Award for her role as Sophia in the 1985 version of the film. It was a breakout for her. She was yeah. just a talk show host when she was offered that role. And she was great in that movie. Uh, she said, whenever Alice Walker wrote this in 1982, when it was first released, I put something into the world uh, that was deeply meaningful, powerful, resilient, and hopeful. Or she said, it put something into the yeah. world. Uh, I think that uh, message of forgiveness and joy is always needed. Uh, so I love the idea of this remake because they're including rollerblading. All right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like uh, solar babies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, commenting on what the role meant to her, she said Sophia had the power back in the 1920s. Not many women had that or had the agency, as we now refer to, to be able to do that for themselves. But I loved playing the character. Yeah, she uh, looks like a million bucks. And I pulled up uh, some red carpet or actually purple yeah. carpet photos. And I don't know if uh, she's back on Weight Watchers or whatever, but she, she looks fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Uh, she added, uh, playing the character changed me. And one of the great joys for me was to be on the set watching Danielle Brooks take it on and make it her own. Uh, the Color Purple is scheduled to be released in theaters on December 25th on Christmas. You know, as part of that as well, the, um, God, what was her name uh, from the American Idol winner? She made um, the news because she admitted she was illiterate. Oh, Fantasia, Fantasia Barino. Fantasia Barino. Yeah. yeah. She's in the cast. Okay. Uh, let me see here. What else have I for you? On Thursday, Prime Video Drop the trailer for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a new series based on the 2000 film uh, by the same name. Um, Donald Glover is starring in it, and a co-creator Maya Erskine portray two assassins who are married in the show uh, in the same vein as the film. Uh, guest stars include Sarah Paulson, Paul Dano, uh, Michael, uh, Michaela Cole, John Turturro, and Parker Posey. It looks like it, uh, it, it might be pretty good. Uh, it, the movie itself I thought was okay. You know, so I never uh, saw it. Yeah, they're, they're, they seem to be taking it in a little bit more aggressive manner. So uh-huh. we'll see how it plays out. According to Variety, all eight episodes from the first season will be available on February 2nd. That was the movie that split him up with Jennifer Aniston. That's where he met Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so according to The Hollywood Reporter, this is interesting. Louisiana-based author William Collier is suing Adam McKay and Netflix uh, for copyright infringement. Uh, Collier wrote a book called Stanley's Comet that had strikingly similar plot to the 2021 film Don't Look Up, according to court documents. Uh, Collier also alleges that he sent a copy of his book to his daughter, uh, Adrienne Metz, in 2007, and that she submitted it to the division of Mosaic Media Group that she worked for. The complaint claims that McKay, a Mosaic client, reviewed the book and Don't Look Up was nominated for Academy Awards, and he thinks that uh, he kind of stole part of that. I, listen, you don't know what went on. I, Adam McKay strikes me as a very creative guy, so yeah. I don't think he's going to be ripping stuff off. But anytime something comes out, um, of, of any level, there is usually, you know, um, somebody saying, I wrote that. Yeah. And, you, and that's just part of the deal. Yep, exactly. Or at least you were inspired by my work. Uh, our friend Zack Snyder, his movie Rebel Moon is getting an early release. Uh, Netflix, Netflix announced yesterday uh, that the epic space opera will now premiere uh, December 21st ah. at 10 p.m. It was originally scheduled to be released the next day on the 22nd. Yep. Uh, so, Sophia Butella stars as Korra, a mysterious warrior living in a peaceful colony on the edge of a galaxy that finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling 
force tasked with finding uh, trained fighters who will unite with her in, a, in making an impossible stand against the mother world. Korra assembles a small band of warriors, outsiders, insurgents, peasants, and orphans of war from different worlds who share a common need for redemption and revenge. What I've seen from this movie, the coming attractions, the teaser trailers, all of it, it looks sensational. Zack Snyder is so good at world building. This yep. ostensibly could have been a Star Wars movie, but they um, they weren't interested in this um, or him starting this storyline. Huh. So, um, yeah. So, uh, it has its own thing going on. It looks phenomenal. I agree. What I've seen of it looks wonderful. Rebel Moon Part 2, by the way, the Scar Giver is scheduled for release on April 19th. And the Skull Sealer. And the Skull Sealer. <laughs> but April 19th, that's not too far off. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I love that. So we're going to get uh, we're gonna get uh, plenty of uh, entertainment from uh, Zack Snyder. All right. Uh, we have some movies opening this weekend. And I'm going to tell you about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, opening today, Leave the World Behind is a mystery thriller, and it stars Mahershala Ali, Julia Roberts, and Ethan Hawke. In this apocalyptic thriller, we find Amanda and her husband, Clay, renting a luxurious home for the weekend with their kids, Archie and Rose. Their vacation is soon upended when two strangers, G.H. and his daughter, Ruth, arrive in the night, bearing news of a mysterious cyber attack and seeking refuge in the house they claim is theirs. The two families reckon with the a looming disaster that grows more terrifying by the minute, forcing everyone to come to terms with their places in a collapsing world. Two hours and 20 minutes long. It is rated R. It's a wide theater release, and Rotten Tomatoes score is at 74%. Uh, Poor Things also opens. It's a comedy, drama, and sci-fi. Stars Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, and Mark Ruffalo. The incredible tale of fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, a young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist Dr. Goodwin Baxter. Under Baxter's protection, Bella is eager to learn. Hungry for the world worldliness she is lacking, Bella runs off with Duncan Wedderburn, a slick and debauched lawyer, on a whirlwind adventure across the continents. Uh, free from the prejudices of her times, Bella grows steadfast in her purpose to stand for equality and liberation. Two hours, 20 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score. A nice juicy 93%. Oh, so this is kind of a Frankenstein thing to it with a, with a sense of humor. But she, she I, I believe she's implanted with the brain of like a four-year-old. Oh. So she's she learns everything from the ground up, wow. even though she's an adult woman. Interesting. And then finally, Merry Little Batman is an animated holiday adventure with Luke Wilson, David Hornsby, and James Cromwell. Uh, this Christmas, uh, Damian Wayne wants to be a superhero like his dad, the one and only Batman. When Damian is left home alone while Batman takes on Gotham's worst supervillains on Christmas Eve, he stumbles upon a villainous plot to steal Christmas and leaps at the chance to save the day. It's an hour and 38 minutes long. It's PG, uh, and Rotten Tomato score is 92%. Not too bad. A good one there. All right, and there you go. That is what I have. All right, and we now have clips for you. 
The ending of the writer's strike means the return of our favorite shows. And in this clip, Emma Myers, who plays Enid Sinclair in the series Wednesday, talks about the plans for season two. No idea when, but I am very excited to get back into it. I can't wait to see my friends and jump back into it. It's very strange because I've not done a role and then come back to do it. It's kind of weird because you feel like you finished it, but going back into it, you got to remember what you did. Uh, She's so cute. Wednesday is uh, streaming on Netflix. Here's our next clip. Cobra Kai, the sequel to the Karate Kid films, will return soon as well. And in this clip, producer John Hurwitz talks about rumors of spinoff series and what we can expect going into season six. Love working in the Cobra Kai universe. So there's always potential to uh, revisit that world. We're certainly thinking about, you know, other uh, ideas within the Miyagi-verse. And it's only a matter of time before we figure out exactly which which direction we're going to head. But this season, people should be gearing up for we're really excited about Cobra Kai season six. We're going to go out with a bang and it's going to be an amazing experience for fans of the franchise. Cobra Kai Season 6 is set to start filming soon, and the first five seasons, of course, are currently streaming on Netflix if you want to see those. It's a great show. Uh, I would like to mention... What are we... What? Uh, uh, it's just an, another guest. We we um, have more campout totals that we're going to announce a little bit later. Oh, oh right. interesting. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, however, I would first like to do this. Uh, we mentioned Rebel Moon in the Entertainment Report. There is a screening, an advanced screening of this, and Casey's going to be hosting it. It's going to be on uh, Tuesday the 19th, 7 o'clock at the AMC Fashion District, and we can take uh, five callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. We will put you on that list. You can go to WMMR.com. We have another chance to win tickets there. Uh, The online entry deadline is Monday the 18th, so we just... Had a nice chat about Rebel Moon, and uh, you can catch it before it's released uh, to the world on Netflix starting on December 21st at 10 p.m., by the way. The Watchmen was on last night. Great movie. Ah, so effing good. Love that movie. That's another Zack Snyder creation. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, Mark Summers joining us uh, later on this morning. Stay with us. It's uh, Friday. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Steven Star Restaurants, Wawa, and Stock Car Racing Experience. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. 
So there was a really interesting email uh, that we got last week, and or maybe it was earlier. Yeah, it was in the beginning of this week. And I wanted to read this, and uh, it's just, it, this blew me away. So this is from uh, Chris Sapsis, and he says, Aloha from Oahu. Uh, he said, uh, first, congratulations on your recent uh, success with the Camp Out for Hunger. You are true heroes, he writes. He said, it's amazing how often your show touches on something that I've experienced in my own life. <clears throat> he said, um, from Bruce to Maui wildfires to this again uh, from Maui. He said, listening to your podcast Monday, December 4th, I heard your Hawaiian slash Alaska merger discussion. So we were talking about the, those two airlines that yeah. are merging. He said, as a former airline pilot, I am hoping the merger does not mean any loss of jobs for the Hawaiian crews. But anyway, he goes on to point, you may have already been corrected, but you misspoke on a few facts about the airline that lost part of the fuselage we in misspoke? flight. No, 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 no. I know it's hard to I, I misspoke. <laughs> oh, Preston didn't make any mistakes. I, I voiced something that was incorrect, and uh, I meant to actually correct it this week, so I'm, gra- I'm glad you're reading okay. this email. Yeah, He says, I'm familiar not just because I am in Hawaii and a former airline pilot, but because my father-in-law, John, <clears throat> was a passenger on that flight. Holy hell. Yeah. Wow. He says it was actually Aloha Airlines. Right. So it was not Hawaiian Airlines. It was Aloha Airlines Flight 243. It was a Boeing 737 on April 28th, 1988 at 24,000 feet. My father-in-law was on that plane while traveling back to Honolulu. He worked as an ATC controller. He said the flight attendant died. She was sucked out of the place when the fuselage roof ripped off. My father-in-law, John, saw her go out, but everyone else lived. Because I think we had said that no one died in that. But yeah, the the flight attendant did pass away. I made two mistakes. I called it the wrong airline, and I said nobody passed away miraculously. And I I was dead wrong about that, no pun intended. And it was obviously a a loss of life was an awful thing. So I apologize for getting that incorrect. So he said uh, John suffered some of the most severe injuries to his arm and face. He would have died had it not been for him lifting his arm to shield his face and extreme cold temperatures at altitude that helped stop the flow of blood from injuries from the plane's metal skin as it ripped away. Wow, so because of the temperature? Yes, that- it kind of helped. 24,000 wow. feet? Yeah. That's crazy. He said he lost an eye. Oh, my gosh. He had major lacerations on the arm and suffered extreme windburn and rash to exposed skin. Because not only is it cold, they're going really fast, you know. Uh, his recounting of the experience is both captivating and harrowing. His whole left side was exposed to the outside while at 24,000 feet. Uh, he held on to another passenger to help keep her inside the plane. Uh, they all thought that they were going to die. In his mind, he was saying his goodbyes to his family on the way down, visualizing each of them as if uh, as if each was there with him. He said that it was, and he also said it was the best landing he ever experienced. Yeah, which is it, astonishing that they pulled that landing off. Wow. Yeah, he said after a long hospital stay in Maui, he courageously elected to board another Aloha flight to Honolulu, saying that, quote, if I didn't get on that plane, then then and there, I'd probably never fly again. Uh, from the National Travel Safety Board report, uh, he, uh, he, he sent the actual report, uh, the flight 
departed from Hilo for Honolulu as the plane uh, airplane leveled at 24,000 feet. An explosive decompression occurred. The flight attendant that had been standing at, at row five was immediately swept overboard. Uh, the captain took over the controls from the first officer and began the emergency descent to Maui, successfully landing there a short time later. And then he said a picture of that and with an arrow pointed to where his father-in-law is. And he's like, my father-in-law, John, is in the blue shirt, slumped over and holding his right arm. And you can actually see him where this was ripped, that that the top of that aircraft was completely ripped off. That is unbelievable. Yeah, we're we're looking at it on our screens right now, right where the hand is pointing. That is his father-in-law. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. So, obviously, they they had, um, I mean, they were seatbelted in. Uh, uh, The ones who survived had to be. The one who was not, the flight attendant, was sucked out. But, um, I mean, can you imagine that? 24,000 feet. Oh, that, no. And that is a significant chunk of the fuselage. You would be, what the hell happened? You would be so confused as to what is actually going on right now. Because, you know, things of this happen. level, yeah. Uh, of the, basically, it's a convertible. So what I wanted to do, and I know that's as, as big as you can get as far as stories of survival go. Yeah. But I, stuff like this amazes me. And I'm sure that you or someone in your life has had some... And, or not necessarily, but you may know of some over-the-top survival story. I want to hear about those. 215-263-WMMR. Feel free to give us a call if you have uh, if you have one to share. This is just a question about yeah. uh, Hawaii. Um, uh, can you take a boat from one island to the next, or do you have to fly from island? You can take a boat. Yeah, yeah. They have, like, ferries? Yeah, well, yeah, they have, they have the, the, there's certainly uh, commercial traffic and, and passenger traffic between okay. the islands. I've never been. Uh, it's one of the uh, six states I haven't been to, and I really want to get there. I didn't know if you can do inter-island travel, but um, if you don't have to get on a plane. Yeah, I'm not sure how often Often they they do that, Nick. As far as uh, ferries go, with you know putting uh, uh, pl- uh, cars and so on, yeah, yeah. on that and going back and forth. Yeah, I feel like most people fly. Yeah, because well, that air, to go from island to island, it's like it's quick, a distance, easy. Yeah, yeah. And it, but I mean, it's easy to just jump on a plane yes. and and do it. To be honest, I never heard of, of ferries. I did hear of of passenger. Um, you know, like while cruises? I was there, yeah, yeah oh, from okay. island to island, if gotcha. you wanted to go. I was wondering if, like, there was um, uh, workers that would go from one island to the next, you know, or, or just um, residents of Hawaii. It's like Alaska, you only, can't drive there. <laughs> there's only one ferry between Hawaiian islands. Okay. Uh, between from Maui and Lanai. Okay. Oh, right. oh, those are really close. Lanai, Lanai is, I mean, right off the coast of, of Maui. It's it's huge. There was another, but that one was discontinued. So it must be maybe it's too far for the other ones. Now. Yeah, probably. Gotcha. It's they're a little further apart than you than you realize. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that blows me away. You know, the fact that we were talking about that, and that's just a handful of people that were that were on that, and we happen to have you know Chris as a listener. Yeah. Uh, whose father-in-law, uh, that's just, that's an amazing story. I mean, you, you, you definitely hear stories of, of survival in war and, right. and so on like that. And obviously, you know, that's going to happen because there's uh, crazy things that, that always go on in conflicts like that. But just in, in day-to-day life. Right. Uh, I mean, you would look at this and say, okay, they should be dead. And they're, they're not. And the fact that, that he is alive and, and apparently, you know, thriving, yeah. uh, it's amazing. Yeah, most definitely. It's pretty insane. My son, he was... um. He survived. Uh, I asked him to wash the dishes, and uh, oh my god! And he and he did it. Yeah. Oh my he, god! And he survived. Wow. And he's okay. And he's okay. What yeah. a, what yeah. a great kid! Wow, wow. that was unbelievable. You, you got touch and go for a moment there. Unreal. You got some cleaning up issues at home, don't you? <laughs> uh, I asked Chase to put his basketball sneakers on before his basketball game. Oh no! Is yeah. he okay? Yeah. No, he did it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After right. like twenty minutes of like whining about you know mm. yeah. not mm. wanting to go, yeah. 
He lost a finger in the whole thing, but other than that, he's okay. He's unscathed. Uh, I'm going to go to Kara. Hi, Kara. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Kara? Good. How are you guys? Wonderful. What do you want to share with us? Um, it's actually my brother. So he is a welder, an underwater welder in the Navy. And um, he was actually uh, in a submarine, obviously, in the ocean, and he had fallen, I think, about 30 feet and landed on his back and was knocked unconscious. Under the water? Yes, Oof. in the submarine. He was in the submarine. He was working in the submarine, and he, and he fell back 30 feet. Yeah, he fell fell off whatever he was on and um, fell and landed on his back. And um, so... Oh, no. No, we lost no. her. No, lost Kara. Oh, there she is. Uh, we lost you for a second there, Kara. We're good. We're good. Okay. He was knocked unconscious, and um, luckily he came to. And because they were, they were worried, obviously, about a back injury... Um, they can't, They, for whatever reason, whatever they were in, they couldn't bring it to the surface. So they actually had to put a submarine-like helmet on him, and two divers had to swim him to the top. Oh, my God. So, so wait, a, wait a second here. Um, wow. he was He was inside the submarine when he took a 30-foot yeah. fall. Right. So I guess there's maybe, there. I don't know what is 30 feet whatever tall. Whatever he was welding inside yeah. the submarine, it was like, you know, and up the, to where he had to be on a ladder or whatever. He all was right. So, so they were submerged and they could not surface. For whatever reason, yeah. they could not bring the, the craft to the surface. So they had to actually... <laughs> they had to actually leave and take him and swim him to the surface. Yes, they had to put like a helmet on him and swim him to the surface. Wow. That is wild. For a uh, for really a ship wild. to get him and get him emergency treatment? Yep, yep. Wow. Well, they went up and then they ship hiked, Preston. Oh, yeah. okay, ship hiked. <laughs> so luckily, because he is so like fit and so muscular, they said that the muscles on his back actually pretty much like saved I wouldn't say his life because I think he would have been fine, but for him to not be paralyzed. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. Wow. I mean, that you're that you are taken out of a submerged submarine and and you swim to the top so that you can be uh, receive medical attention for an injury. Is, I don't think there are many stories like that. No, yeah, and that's yeah. that's like a cool story. That's, that's a cool like a story. Cool, yeah. Anything yeah. involving an injury in a submarine. That's a story you share with people. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And he's, he's totally fine. He's still in the Navy. He's still doing all He can sail the seven seas. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, That's Kara. awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the, the the underwater welders. And even though he wasn't doing his job right. in the water, that's a one of those oh my God. really dangerous jobs. Yeah. Those, those, those platforms yeah. and those yeah. oil rigs and all that stuff. Yeah, our buddy Andrew, uh, yeah. from, uh, he's a, a vendor yeah. at the at the ballpark, uh, does that. I don't know if he still does that or not, but he was he doing it for a while. He does it? No, no. It, yeah. it, like, he makes, um, he, he, it was getting too dangerous. Yeah. Uh, let me go to, we're talking about stories of survival. I'm going to go to Paul. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys? Good. What's up, buddy? So, uh, this goes back almost 35 years. Uh, when I was in middle school, the bus that we were on uh, got involved in an accident where there was a, it was like a T intersection out here in the suburbs. Okay. And there was a pickup truck that was, I guess, carrying an I-beam to a construction site. This thing was like, I remember seeing the reports afterwards that the I-beam was about 
35 or whatever feet long. So it was really sticking out in front and behind this pickup truck. Okay. So this truck made a right-hand turn just as the bus was going down the road, and the I-beam basically harpooned the bus. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it pierced right to the side, and there were two girls that were sitting right where that went through. Whoa. Uh, one, she was killed. Oh, my God. The other girl was seriously injured. The story of survival is the fact that I was actually two seats behind where the impact was. Wow. Yeah. So you see this come through. That must have been... Traumatizing. Yeah. Do you have any, like, PTSD from that? Does it sometimes come back in a flash to you? Uh, Fortunately, not so much. Okay. uh, I tell you, it, it was one of those things, like, we didn't even know what happened. It just... You know, yeah. your kids on a school bus going to school, and all of a sudden you just hear this loud crash. Yeah, yeah, total confusion. You have no and idea what. How do you even process? Yeah. As, as a kid, you and know, it was the glass from the window that basically like showered. Yeah, and then this cold, oh my God. like draft that was made, and then everyone notices like, well, hey, what the happened? And then you see like the major hole in the side of the bus, like holy crap! Wow, not not to get gruesome. Did you did you see physical? I mean, did it happen so quickly that you didn't see what the the girls or the injuries or or what? Did you see that? Well, we saw immediately after because they they were kind of like laying out across the um, the aisle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to process. And you see a little bit of like the blood starting to like you know like trickle down the aisle of the bus. Wow! And. We all had to jump out the back uh, emergency exit, so we actually we kind of had to walk past them. I mean, it kind of hit more towards the middle. So those, oh. those in the front went out the front door, mm. and those that were in the back, we had to jump out through the uh, emergency door in the bus. But yeah, you really you couldn't miss it. I mean, you just yeah, that's terrible. I, wow. Yeah, that is. Uh, I <laughs> thanks, Paul. As a kid, wow. I had even you know. Hey, totally unrelated to that. Do you remember when you were kids uh, on the bus? Did you ever do a drill where they yes. would open the back door? Yeah. Back door all the time. Like that. Uh-huh. They still do that? Yeah. Do they do it? I don't know if they still do that. Preston, they used to do it um, twice a year when we were going yeah. to school. Yeah. And you would act, and it was fun because you got yeah. to jump out, jump the, out back. the back of the bus. Uh-huh. And then you run in the front, you grab the keys, come into the bus. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to, hang on, uh, Nick, you had this person call in. They texted in. I'm going to go to Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. What's up, Erica? We're talking about stories of survival. We just had a crazy one from uh, the uh, the airplane with the top of it ripped off. What happened yeah, to you? Yeah, that one sounded insane. Yeah. So uh, I was in a freak rope swing accident. Uh-huh. Uh, my friends and I we went tubing down the Brandywine, uh-huh. local. And uh, I went off of this rope swing and I let go too soon. And unfortunately, you know, my bone came through my leg. I dislocated <sighs> my ankle and it shattered the base of my fibula. So I called 911 for myself because my friends were all kind of freaking out. Traumatized them. Shout out to them. Thanks for helping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good friends. So, <laughs> you know, your bones are like extremely white. So they rescued me from the water. I had end up, ended up having about six surgeries. So my doctor did not detect these infections in my leg. My body actually started pushing the screws out and we saw it in an x-ray 
Oh, God. So we found out that I had two bacterial infections. One of them was a flesh-eating bacteria called oh. Aramonas hydrophila. Oh, my is, God. Is this, is this, so you'll hear about this in um, standing bodies of water and ponds. Is that is that the kind of infection you had? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I actually, they didn't tell me it was a flesh-eating bacteria. I found out because... There was a girl in Georgia who was ziplining, and the zipline broke, and she fell. She got a gash in her thigh, and within three days, she had lost her leg, <gasps> her foot, and both hands. Jesus. Oh my God. Sat in my body for two months. Oh, my God. So what ended up happening? How, how bad did it affect you, Erica? It was pretty bad. I had six surgeries. I had to have a skin graft. Uh, they told me had I come in a day later, they'd be taking my foot and that my body was slowly dying for two months. Whoa. Oh, my God. So I had six surgeries, uh, and then I had it fused ultimately. So they they fixed that. I had a terrible bone infection. Um yeah, so that's my survival story. And uh, so, so what's your condition like now? Any any remnants? Any signs of the uh, whole thing? Yes, I have a pretty bad scar. It looks pretty wicked. We call my foot Frankenfoot. <laughs> uh, I keep trucking along, though. You know, I won your Surrey Not Surrey race. So, ah, okay. it's you, awesome. Nice. <laughs> Cool. Next time, show us the scar. Yeah. That's wicked. I'll be sure to show you. Was there any, did you have any legal recourse against uh, misdiagnosis or anything like that? You know, we really tried to, but malpractice is really difficult. And so because it wasn't definitively provable that it was my doctor's fault, even though it seems pretty obvious. Right. Uh, you know, we couldn't get a, get a lawyer to take my case. Listen, it, it might be a little bit after the fact right now, but for the hell of it, just see if you can get some money. Sue Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody's doing it. Yeah, it's all we'll sue that guy. <laughs> Alright, thanks, Frank and Foot. Have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you later. Wow. Mm, that's crazy. Well, yeah. Do not do activities. Yeah. Alright, hang on. They're dangerous. <laughs> Let me go to Pete. Pete was hit by a train. What? Whoa! Hi, Pete. You're on the air. Good morning, bud. Yeah, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, ma'am, what's your story? Yeah, so this was when I was a younger man, and it was uh, New Year's Eve in the late 90s. And uh, me and my friends had been drinking. We were going to uh, go into New York City, you know, to party for the ball and all. Right. And we were at the uh, New Brunswick train station, kind of at the, the very southbound end of the platform, waiting for our train, kind of drinking and you know, the yellow line, you're not supposed to step over. I guess I had backed up over that. And an Amtrak came cruising through, not stopping. And it sucked me to the side of the train, kind of like the rotor at the amusement park. And took me down about rolling along the side of the train, throwing myself off every time I, you know, was facing it. And getting stuck back to it again. But fortunately, at the very last moment, I threw myself clear. And was at the far north end of the platform, you know, all in about thirty four seconds. <laughs> so, so you're 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 past that line. The the suction of the train passing at the velocity it's passing at, you yeah. get sucked into the side of the train. You're yeah. rolling along the train, and every time your face comes towards it, you push yourself off. But it doesn't matter. You keep getting sucked back in until right. the train basically runs past you, and now you're at the complete end of the platform. Yeah. 
and my Jesus. car on the end just with their eyes wide open. <laughs> wow. Any any injuries from that, Pete? No. My story has a happy ending. Wow. Now, the Whoa. train, on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. I, I mean, could you imagine that? No. We like to rock the school buses by getting everybody, all the kids to go side to side. Yes. Yeah. With the driver. Yeah. Does ever do that one? Uh, yeah, we yeah, used to do that. Yeah, and I, I would skip a lot, too, as a kid. But that <laughs> meant you got hit by a train! Right. You were stuck to the side Thanks. of the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's crazy. You Did ever you call guys... in sick? Yeah, you were hit by a train! <laughs> Did you guys see that school bus driver who, um, I think it was I think it was a woman, uh, she accidentally closed the, the door on the kid's book bag, didn't realize it, and started driving away. Yes, For, yes, we saw the footage. Like a mile, I don't even know, but it just kept going and going, and like the... You the only thing this. that alerted her was the sound of wee. <laughs> no, the kid was oh. like the kid was uh, I mean, being, outside the vehicle. You see the kid like yeah. run beside for maybe a second and then couldn't keep up and then just got dragged for uh, it seemed like miles. The cop pulled her over, you know, and, and she's oh you you don't think I would have done this on purpose? Would yeah. you? <laughs> was that uh, Clark Griswold? <laughs> uh, let me go to Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Kayla, we're talking about sale uh, stories of Survivor, not sales. God, I cannot think. I can't. Salespeople who work on the set of Survivor. I have this. I, I'm a little spacey because of a sinus thing, uh, but nonetheless. Sorry Preston, about that. go towards the light. Uh, stories of survival. I meant to say tales of survival, and I said sales <laughs> of survival. In the next break, can we do those salespeople on Survivor? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Let's do that. So how many years were you with? I mean, I was sort of low end. I was kind of a golfer. I went for coffee and stuff, did a lot of the paperwork, but... <laughs> amazing. All right. What season? <laughs> Kayla. I think it was Bimini. Kayla, we want to hear your story. What's up? Um, it's actually my cousin Katie's story. Um, so back in 2005, she was 17. With spring break, her senior year, she was on a boat on a lake with her friends. Um, she stood up, she'd like her cover up off. Um, so she could be like lay out in her bathing suit. And the boat hit a wake and she was knocked overboard. Um, she was at the front of the boat. So the boat ran her over. It cut all down the left <sighs> side of her body. Oh, my goodness. So she fell off She fell off the bow. The boat ran over her and the prop cut off her, what, her arm, you said? It didn't um, sever her arm, but they weren't um, ultimately able to reattach it. So she oh. did end up losing it. Oh, my this, God. Um, severed all the way at the lake. <sighs> Uh, thankfully, there happened to be an off-duty like firefighter or paramedic um, just recreationally on the lake with his family. Yep. He got like a death grip on her arm. Um, we all met with him afterwards, and he said she was like white and like going into shock. Yeah. He generally didn't think she was going to make it. Um, she got blood on the helicopter to the hospital. Um, which they normally don't do, um, but she was that bad off that she needed the blood then. Um, so, yeah, she ended up losing her left arm right above um, her elbow, uh -huh. and it broke her leg in um, two different spots. It severed her Achilles tendon, and it just shredded, like, the left side of her body. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but so she is doing amazing. Oh, good. Um, How long ago was this? This was 2005. Okay. okay. All right. So she finished high school. Um, she studied a semester abroad in China. 
Um, she went to a woman's summit in Africa. She does a lot of public relations work. Um, wow. The Red Cross um, and blood drives and things like that. She goes so, to an amputee camp as a so counselor. That, that could have gone so wrong, and here she is living oh. a productive and, and useful life. So, But, I mean, you, listen, that's it. you got to observe those. You know, when, when a boat is underway, that's exactly for this reason, especially if you're up in the bow. You want to stay seated Oh yeah, uh, because yeah. the way they jostle around. You remember there was that thing that was going on. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Kayla. It was just a little while ago uh, where they, uh, social media, they were they were um, jumping off the back of the boat as it was moving. You were, you were seeing these yeah. videos. You remember this? I remember And that. they were getting caught up in the prop of oh. the boat. Oh, yeah. God, that's, that's where insane. the prop is. There was a, a Flyers defenseman who died from this guy's name, yeah. Dimitri Tortishny. And I think it was like 98, 99, something like that. But like he got caught underneath the motor and it killed him. You know, so, like yep. it's super dangerous. Yeah, it's been really, really bad. Yeah. Her. I'll tell you what, when you if you water ski and when you first when you get in the water, Preston, off a, off a powerboat, you are terrified. Oh, sure. Yeah, of that yeah, engine. A little freaky. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Kayla. Appreciate that. Glad she's doing okay. We had a boating accident with my brother when he was younger. We always say Christopher has nine lives. Um, I, I t- like, even talking about it, I'm like, that was scary. He actually didn't really get that hurt, but the uh, the line for the, the water, we were water skiing, and uh, that rope wrapped around his neck and ripped him up out of the boat. Oh, my God! Yeah, and he, he tried to... He tried to stop, um, and he he held on to the uh, the window. The w- Jesus! He tried to stop, and he held on to the windshield of the boat, ripped that off with him. Oh my! So God. that's how he got hurt. He, he when they when he hit the water, uh, the glass broke, and so oh, he had man. cuts from the glass. But um, yeah, that that how did that, he not choke to death? Because it didn't. It, so it didn't wrap around his neck. The the handle that you hold when okay. you water ski okay. that caught that got him underneath his chin and went around his head, and so it it literally ripped up. He did a backflip in the air. We were all there. We watched the whole thing. He back, did a backflip in the air, ripped the the windshield off, and then fell into the water. And we were he and he said he remembers it. And he said he he remembers going under the water and like waking up. He, I guess he may have like passed out for a second. And he said all he could see was like bubbles in front of his face. So I guess he was you know breathing. And then I pushed my other brother in. I was like, go get him. And, oh my and god! They jumped in. And, That's pretty and amazing. Yeah. I mean, all those things at once. Any one of those could have killed him. Yeah. Wow. And he had the testicular cancer yeah, too. He, doesn't that's he? why we say we're yeah. like, he has nine lives, but I don't like just I don't like yeah. to talk about it. I'm like he's good now. Right, mm. right. Yeah. Uh, Did you want to invite any more? You pushed Jimmy in. I was like, go get him! <laughs> you dr- hey, you drowned too. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Think of the rooms I'll have in the house. Uh-huh. Go. go. Do something, Jimmy. If we're gonna make changes, make big changes. Well, because we were wait like we didn't yeah. know where he was. Do you know what I mean? He was oh, ri- <laughs> he was ripped out, so it was like where in the water was yeah. he gonna so I think they were my cousin was on the boat we were all waiting uh, to see like where should they jump in and they also didn't want to jump through the um, you know through the windshield also sure. and not be able to get to him alright uh, let me go to Chris who's been on hold for like 20 minutes here hi Chris you're on the air good morning bud Yeah. what's up Chris hey uh, so a uh, day before my 20th birthday I was driving riding my motorcycle and I wound up getting into a motorcycle accident uh, that I don't remember because I had a traumatic brain injury. Wow. So you can't recall any of it, Chris? No. uh, What I remember was the story through uh, other people's eyes because I don't Mm. remember anything. Chris, I I had a friend who had a a traumatic brain accident or a brain injury in in a car accident and he lost big chunks of time, not just the event that took place that he lost some of his past as well. Did that happen to you? Uh, 
The only thing I don't remember is the accident itself and a few days after I was in the hospital. Okay. And I just remember opening my eyes and my dad was kind of staring at me over the bed. And I was a little freaked out and I was like, you know, what the heck is going on? And they said... I had three testicles! <laughs> <laughs> they, they told me I was in a motorcycle accident and I was like... All right, that makes a lot of sense. And then they gave me my cell phone, and for some reason, I thought to myself, "If this is real, I got to look on Facebook." And I looked on Facebook, and that's—I don't know—I just was like, "Wow." It's—it's it's weird in those situations, Chris. So when you get a traumatic accident, it almost seems like your brain rolls back a couple. Uh, like in other words, it happened to me when I fell. Right. So I did have no you, memory of that accident whatsoever. Not anything. No. I, so isn't that wild? How your brain. You, you think you should pick it up from the point that it occurred, but it seems to roll back a bit and eliminate I that. I bet this is the same for Chris, but the, the, the trauma for me was post-injury and, and having to deal with recovering from that. The trauma for my fiance, who got me the hell out of that canyon, was all in the moment. Yeah. She, she saw me fall. She saw me smash my head to the bottom of that ravine, and she then had to get me out of there. So her trauma is much more in... Um, and what my injury looked like and what it did to me. And, and Chris, you have no memory of what happened to you, but your family sure does. Mm. Oh, yeah. And and when they tell me their version, I, and even though I, you know, don't remember their version, I can't live it through their version either. Yes. Right. right. Do you ever get on a motorcycle again after that, Chris? Uh, a couple of times to ride in a parking lot or around the neighborhood. Or jumping Snake River. <laughs> yeah, wow, man. Uh, well, good for you. And I think maybe that's maybe that's a defensive mechanism, possibly in the be. body that or, you're, yeah. or it's just brain damage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, that can happen. Like I said, this guy, uh, his name was John. He's uh, he lost like. Memories from high school and stuff like that. Yeah. Like we lost yeah. serious I, I stuff. Mentioned my school, my, my growing up. My friend Greg next door. He he was jumped on the hood of the car as a joke. His friend and fell off, and he he lost. He became a different Greg. Right. Still the same, but yeah. you know, different. It can happen. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I got time for one more call. Uh, Case, which one do you like? This is tough, man. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a ton of of. Really good calls here, and I apologize that we're not going to get to go to all of them. You know what? Uh, Brett's been on hold the longest. Uh, let me go to him. Hi, Brett. You're on the air, buddy. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, man? Yeah, so back uh, when I was, I'm 35 now. Back when I was 18, I was down the Perky, so another rope swing uh, call. But um, I, I had just gone off the rope swing on the bottom of the hill. There's about a 20-foot, 15-foot drop. My buddy uses a cinder block to get some extra leverage for the dismount. The center box slips out from underneath his feet, rolls down the hill, hits me in the back of the head from about 20 feet up. Oh. I pass out in the lake, blood everywhere, all over the perky. Um, essentially, my buddy takes his bathing suit off, standing there completely naked, wraps it around my head to put pressure on the blood or to put pressure on the wound. Um, calls my mom, says, hey, Mrs. Park, don't freak out, but uh, your son's got a little bit of a head injury. So they take me to the hospital. Um, the doctors say one inch to the left would have paralyzed me, one inch to the right would have killed me. Whoa. I ended up with uh, eight staples in the back of my head and still have about a six-inch scar back there. So a tale of survival, but um, also a tale of my buddy saving my life. So. And yeah. doing it in the nude. Yeah. How amazing. It. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that new show on CBS, Nude Paramedics. You guys still friends, Brett? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's across the country, he's out in California, but we still talk, and, uh, you know, I still thank him for saving my life back in my senior year, so. Wow. Jeez. All right, thanks, Brett. I appreciate it, man. Those, uh, those rope uh, Dude. swings. 
They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Uh, you, there's there's loads of videos of people having accidents, and they're funny to watch. But yeah. they're like this close to being uh-huh. bad. Do you know what it like is? Something it's, really it's, bad. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. also a, a, an immediate, clear illustration that people tend to overestimate their upper body strength. Oh, oh yeah. God, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I have a uh, footage of me on a rope swing <laughs> just to prove your point. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. you were injured. I was like, I've been going to the gym. I can probably yeah. do this. Nope, can't. Thank yeah, God, I didn't shatter my legs. You're not just holding your own weight. But the, the moment you start to you start to swing, <laughs> gravity kicks in, yeah. and you end up weighing the, as, as more it, more yeah. than yeah. you actually do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, that's why that's why you're not an American Ninja Warrior. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyhow, this whole thing kicked off. We got this uh, this email from uh, Chris Sapsis, who is a listener who checks in from Hawaii from time to time. We have been talking about the uh, Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian Air and Alaska Air merger, and we brought up that that one flight. It turns out it was uh, Aloha Airlines, where the entire top of the, the aircraft was ripped off. Uh, his father-in-law was sitting right there in, in that exposed part of the plane. He sent us a picture, told us the whole story, managed to live, but he lost an eye, messed up his arm. Uh, one person was killed, but he survived. So that's, And he had a window seat, so he's clearly visible. Yeah, so that's uh, that's why we went to the uh, uh, stories of survival, because that was just, uh, that one's over the top. So, But we thank you for sharing, and uh, hopefully none of us ever have to experience yes. anything like that. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I have some bizarre files stories. Uh, we are also going to find out a little bit more about uh, Camp Out for hunger because more totals actually came in. Oh. Uh, so representative from Acme is going to give us that number as we continue to contribute to Phil Abundance. Uh, our buddy Mark Summers is going to be on the program and it's uh, it's no sad bro Friday, hey, hey. right? Yeah, so we'll get our froggy song next. Stay with us. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I would like to mention that at some point this morning, we're going to give away some Christmas Miracle live broadcast passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be Wednesday, December 20th. Don't call just yet. We'll do it in a little bit. It's going to be at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. Uh, I do want to mention this, though. There is a 
pre-party that is coming up on Wednesday, the 13th, and Marissa will be hosting this. It's going to be at Milk Boy. Milk Boy! From 4 to 6 p.m., so it's like a happy hour thing. I love that. And there will be 20 winners that will be chosen at that event. Excellent. So that's a cool opportunity for you to come by. And then seat winners will be eligible to be called up to compete for prizes. Everyone in attendance, because if you win a seat, you can bring a guest with you. Your guest will be uh, part of the audience prize drawing. So they they can, everybody can win something. Prize potential for everyone. We're actually actually hoping that everybody wins something. We're kind of, we're trying to work on that. So so everybody ends up getting something. And uh, we're working on some musical accompaniments and things like that. But uh, this is our first time at the Colonial Theater doing an event. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, very much excited uh, for this. So we will tell you when to call in before the uh, the program is up today. We'll do some invites. And uh, it's going to be all total about 300 people. It's going to be a nice uh, little gathering. Nice gathering. I love Phoenixville. I love that whole area. And it's going to be decked out as it is right now. For the holidays. Yep. So uh, we're stoked about it. Uh, that is coming up. All right. Um, two things. We have the bizarre file, but before that, this. Uh, Nick pulled up uh, some uh, Spotify information on them. They're doing pretty solid, man. They had uh, 88.6 thousand streams. Love that. For the year. This is like the, the year-end uh, yeah. Spotify total. So uh, we're very happy for them, the gang and Froggy. All right, let's do the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk, want it, gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family-owned and operated. Visit J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. A woman's medical exam turned into a literal pain in the ass thanks to a poorly placed firearm. Oh, no. The woman was shot in the right buttock by her own gun that was activated by the MRI machine. Oh, my gosh. You're not supposed to bring a gun into the MRI machine. They ask, do you keep your guns out of most of the hospital? You're not supposed to wear, like, a teeny tiny earring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the injury was relatively mild. She recovered fine. But the unnamed 57-year-old woman entered the MRI room with a concealed and (laughs) ferrous, which means iron-containing handgun gun as she was about to enter the machine. The gun was attracted to the powerful magnet inside it and fired off a single round into and through her right buttock. Well, now we have something to look at. 
luckily, it just penetrated her skin, and the doctor on site uh, described her entry and exit wounds as small and superficial. Uh, as anyone who's ever worked with or gotten an MRI exam should know, the magnet powering an MRI is always on, and patients are expressly told not to bring anything potentially magnetic like metals into the room to avoid these kinds of incidents. Oh, man. According to the report, the woman received a standard screening for these objects and explicitly said no when asked if she was carrying any firearms. It's not known whether she had a permit for the gun, however. Uh, And it isn't just guns that can be dangerous while next to an MRI. People have gotten seriously hurt and killed by wheelchairs, oxygen tanks, and even metallic butt plugs. Uh, Bullets are a relatively less common threat, but not unprecedented either. Earlier this January, a Brazilian man died of a gunshot to the stomach triggered by an MRI machine while he was assisting his mother. Uh, He reportedly also denied having a weapon beforehand, according to the medical staff. I wonder what kind of velocity a butt plug could be. Yeah. To hurl that. Do some damage, I'm sure. Yeah. A Florida woman, her name is uh, Destiny Lanai Johnson, allegedly set her Tinder dates vehicle on fire. <laughs> this was a bad date. Johnson had met her match in person on November 25th and asked him for money to fix her car. Her date said that he did not appreciate being asked for money, but gave her $60. Apparently unhappy with the offer, Johnson reportedly poured a yellow liquid into the back of it and lit it on fire. Did she mention she was an arsonist in her profile? Uh, The date then fled the car, which then exploded. (laughs) Was she Uh, walking away, not looking back really cool? Now, uh, Johnson, according to the police report, claims that she she was asked to perform acts for money and Uh, declined and then set the man's car on fire. The old setting the car on fire because you don't want to give a Hummer. Uh, Johnson has been charged with aggravated battery, attempted murder, and arson as well. Shocking video shows a gym teacher chuck a basketball at a sixth grader and then elbow him in the mouth, which oh. knocked out his front tooth. Oh. Yeah, this what? is crazy. This guy's insane. Uh, police said James Bellamy, who's 41, was arrested on child abuse and battery charges after security cameras uh, showed the incident. His mother, Tony, said, seeing him do that to my son on video, yeah. I was like, oh my God, my baby is 12. I'm angry. I'm still angry. But my thing is, why? There's no way you could get that upset. Uh, Uh, The security video shows her son first hit Bellamy while playing basketball. According to the report, Bellamy said, get your black ass out on the court. And then the 41-year-old gym teacher threw the basketball. And I saw it. I mean, he's not like like two-hand dishing it to him. Right. Like, it's dodgeball. Wow. Jesus. Chucking it at him. The 12-year-old ducks. The teacher struck him. And then and then he's, uh, you know, dribbling the basketball like he's going to go by him. And he, he launches out with his elbow and pops him right in the face. What? Yeah. According but to the report. he finds it easier to beat up 12-year-olds. The oh. teacher told police it was not intentional but he was fired on Monday. Good. I'm sorry. Uh, Foster said the blow knocked out her son's front tooth and chipped the other front tooth. Doctors are going to attempt repairing it, but she said if they can't, her son will need to wait until he's 21 years old for a fake tooth. 
A group of tourists are all wet after their gondola capsized in a Venice canal due to selfies. And this isn't the gondola that come, you know, hangs from a, uh, a cable. Right, this right. is one of the boats that they have in Venice. The Osolomio. Yeah, the gondola was passing under a bridge as tourists took selfies and shifted <laughs> around the boat. Don't do that. Uh, the gondolier told the five passengers to sit still. Hey, stupid. But they continued to stand for the perfect picture, causing the gondola to flip. What did I tell you? In a, Isn't the water supposed to be pretty filthy in them? It's, you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty, well, I mean, there's um there's boats here all the time, so it's always stirred up. Uh, I actually took a gondola ride in Venice. Uh, my sister and I did, and believe it or not, we were we were kind of, uh, uh, it? no, no, we were haggling on the price with the guy, yeah. and Steve, the gondolier, goes, oh, solo mio. <laughs> and we go, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. That's what you got to hear. Uh, you're yeah. right. So, uh, in the video posted on social media, the tourists can be seen clinging to the side of the boat. Are you and your sister going to make out? And struggling <laughs> to pull themselves out of the water. The gondolier dove in to help the passengers read safely. Uh, fortunately, no one was reported injured. I wonder how much, how much money that industry takes in. Yeah. I mean, it's, what are you going to do when you go? You got to do the gondolier. You got to do it. All right. And then finally, an American chocolatier has been charged in connection to the murder of two Canadian millionaires in the Caribbean. Uh, Quebec entrepreneur Daniel uh, Laganloy, uh, I guess that's how you say it, Langloy, that's it, and his wife, Dominique Marchand, were found dead in a chart-out vehicle Oof. near a luxury eco-resort on the island of Dominica. Did they meet him on Tinder? Uh, they were enjoying a nice day on the island when they were ambushed by hitmen who shot them and then torched their car. <laughs> what? Uh, the inferno that engulfed the car reportedly destroyed the bodies uh, to the extent they are impossible to identify, forcing police to rely on circumstantial evidence to connect them to uh, Langlois and Mershon. Police have detained four people in the death, including American chocolatier Jonathan Lehrer, who owns a 53-acre chocolate and coffee plantation on the island near the resort that the other two were, were uh, developing. And this guy, there was a road that they shared. It's a public road, but he hated the fact that they were using it for their pla- their resort. So you murdered them. So it makes he, sense. He had yeah. them murdered. It's crazy. Uh, Langloy, Lang by the way, made his fortune creating software companies, in particular one that provided 3D animation for movies like Men in Black, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, and Jurassic Park. So he's a murderer. Yeah, and uh, three others are expected to be charged in connection with the murder. I just thought that was a really bizarre story. So there you go. That's why it's in the bizarre file, the bizarre file for you this morning. Alright, um, we... You know, the Camp Out for Hunger ended a little while back, but uh, the donations continued shortly thereafter. And uh, courtesy of our friends from Acme Markets, uh, there is more to be added. And we have via Zoom right now to join us from the world of Acme. She is a senior public affairs manager. Our friend Dana Ward hey, hey. is on this morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Dana? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Listen, uh, we had, you know, obviously uh, we did the, the camp out recap and we were so thrilled that at Acme Markets with the, uh, you know, pay at the, the register or donate at the register, um, there was somewhere in the range of like a half million dollars that was, that was raised. And uh, I, but it kept on going a little bit longer. How much longer did the donations go? So it went till um, through 11.59 p.m. on Thanksgiving Eve, um, and we had a great uh, additional week um, in donations. Well, as you would well imagine, that's probably going to be one of the biggest days for any Acme anywhere. 
Absolutely. That's why we want to keep continuing um, Camp Out uh, that week, because honestly, that's where we raise a good bit of our donations. Nice. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we love this partnership. It's been going on uh, for a few years yes. now. And it's, it's perfect. And the, and the on-site store is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. People oh. are able to uh, to make their purchases right there. Yeah, the people who are staffing it this year were just so cool, and uh, they were uh, out there, uh, you know, uh, helping out and, and uh, directing people. All the stuff that was in the store was sort of pre-selected to match what Phil Abundance yeah. was looking for. Yeah. It was a perfect synergy, so, but we're glad that we have some additional news, which is very cool. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, so please I will share. say that the on-site store, uh, you can definitely tell that you know, now post COVID, people are starting to come back to camp out. Yeah. Um, we raised forty thousand on site this year. Wow, oh. just on site. Is, wow. Yeah, yeah, which is a little over ten thousand more than what we raised last year on site. Oh, that's excellent. Love yeah, that. so I mean that's that's awesome in itself, but you guys really care about the uh, the big total that I'm about to tell you. All right, so, let's get we'll, we'll get a drum roll here. Yeah. Let's let's set this up, and uh, now we're ready, Dana. All Give right. us a rundown. All right, so we've got, um, with the additional week and a half, a grand total of $710,000. From Acme alone. Acme Markets alone. That's Whoa. incredible. So that's uh, that puts our total. I, I, we'll have to do the math, but it's well over a million dollars now. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's what we like to hear. Totally. That's fantastic. Wow. What, a, what a great... Uh, boost to, you know, these numbers, and it happens every single year with that donating right there at the register. And as you guys at Acme, you always um, say, and you're, you're very um, uh, you're very generous, but you're saying it uh, mm-hmm. it is your Acme shopper, of which I am a proud uh, one, yes. uh, that come in and at that point of purchase donate. So it, it speaks well to the people who shop at Acme because they're responsible for this. Yeah, and we can't do it without you guys either because they're your listeners that are shopping with us and going through and and, ma- and making sure that we have those donations um, for Camp Out. So it's definitely a great partnership between us and you guys. We love it. All right, yeah. thank you, Dana. Yay. We love you guys. Have thank a great you. weekend. All right, Dana Warren. Hey, 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 hey. Me markets. All right, so that's a total seven hundred ten thousand dollars, forty thousand collected on site with that uh, that store. Isn't that great news? Because we were making the push for people to come down and, yeah. and 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 do it in in person and get the food out there immediately, and they did. Because you're wonderful, and it's ten grand more than yeah. last year. Outstanding. So awesome. thank you guys. That's great news, and obviously people are going to benefit from that, and that's what the whole thing is about. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. I think we might do the kind of sewer when we return. New mini melt. Mini melt. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Steven Star Restaurants, Wawa, and Stock Car Racing Experience. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. 
Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. I just realized, uh, as we're about to do our Connoisseur segment, it's sponsored by Mini Melts, that not only do Mini Melts taste wonderful, but they're also a little percussion instrument, because you can... Yeah. Or shake it along to the... Uh... Can you do a Girl from Ipanema? Is it... Is it... segment is brought to you by Mini Melts yeah, hey. Ice Cream, and we have our very own Mini Melts uh, freezer in the studio. It's actually in our, uh, um, uh, in the Acme Lounge, and today we are going to sample a Mini Melts. I need my uh, connoisseur music. You know, yeah, I know. Oh, I was looking for a girl, but yeah. Sorry. Does it surprise you? Because it surprises me that the Mini Melts are cold. <laughs> that they're I cold. Know. I know. Every time I expect, I don't know why I don't expect them to be cold. Not only they're they cold, they're super cold. Yeah, they're, they're colder than normal ice cream. That's why you have to find them in their own uh, case when yep. you go to uh, Wawa. It's cool your own freestanding freezer. Yeah, you you're one of those kinds where you lift the lid up on the top, and they are all there, ready for the taking. They are for eating on the go. Yes, and I'm a their... big fan of this uh, cotton candy here. Press, I'm going to try. They come in their own uh, single serve uh, container, which is wonderful. All right, Steve is trying the cotton candy. We're trying a new flavor every Friday, and yeah. it's cotton candy. All right, oh, that's good. You digging on that case? Uh-huh, I'm digging on it. All right, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna have some because I'm in I'm an ice cream man. I'm in the for digging this, I, I think I, I like this more this than taste. I think I like this more than cookies and cream last week. It's really good, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big cotton candy flavor guy. Yeah, yeah me neither. Um, but it's damn good. It is very good. I should sit here and eat this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Was that was that the extended part of the connoisseur music? Yeah, we played I don't all think over we've ever the ever gotten end. that far. No. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Minnie Melts, for letting us find out what the end of that song sounds mm. like. <laughs> oh my god, that. Dude, very good. Yeah. That is surprisingly good. Because like mm-hmm. I said, um, this would, cotton candy would be like a last flavor that I would reach for. Mm-hmm. It's annoyingly good. I don't want it to be this good. <laughs> well, keep, you can keep finishing it. I'm, I'll solo here for a moment. Right. But, I um, actually got excited what, that it was Minnie Mills Day. <laughs> well, great. It's got, there's a vanilla flavor in there, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. it. It's not, sorry. <laughs> it's not overly sweet. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, um. What are we doing, Case? What are we doing? Oh, good. hang on a second. Good. <laughs> this tastes really good. Uh, so anyhow, let me let me reveal a little bit more information about. I have a bubble in my throat. I know. Uh, they took your favorite carnival treat and improved it. This delicious treat will leave you with a sweet, savory taste in your mouth and no sticky fingers. Uh, and keep in mind that Mini Melts is free of all of these things. Soy, egg, peanut, tree nut, and sesame. So, oh. and by the way, again, allergy issues, that's perfect for you. Eat, eat, go in and grab a snack. It's not, you know, it's on the go. Uh-huh. Comes with its own spoon. And its own freezer in Wawa, so it's easy to grab one right near the register. All right, let's do connoisseur stories, friends. We will begin. I could have. Where's our music? It's time for connoisseur. I could have put this in the entertainment news, but I decided to put this amongst the connoisseur stories, and we'll begin with this. Bradley Cooper 
His ex-partner, uh, Arena Shake, and their six-year-old daughter, Leah Desane, went to support him in his new venture, his cheesesteak food truck. Uh-huh. The Russian supermodel was seen sharing a laugh with Bradley as he stood inside his food truck called Danny and Coop's Cheesesteak. <laughs> I didn't realize that was his because uh, I saw the footage. I didn't like do do any uh, digging or anything like that. I didn't realize it was his his food truck. The Russian supermodel was seen sharing a laugh. Like I said, his new flame Gigi Hadid also stopped by to support his new business as she picked up some food as well. He seemed very excited. Obviously, he believes he's bringing an authentic cheesesteak taste to New York. Mm. Uh, the food truck is co-owned by Bradley and his business partner Danny uh, DeGM Pietro who is also the owner of Angelo's Pizzeria in South Philly. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so so this took place in New York? Is that yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Rita looked gorgeous in a black Nike puffy jacket over a black hoodie and bottoms, adding hoop earrings and a small and small frame sunglasses. Thanks for the update. Oh, I have more. Uh, his new love interest, Gigi, was spotted waiting in line to get food with a pal, and she sported low-slung black trousers with a cropped denim jacket over a black tee. Uh, she wore a New York Yankee baseball cap and sunglasses and toted a small a small black and gold handbag just for those what is the life of a couple yeah very trendy and she was seen enjoying a bite of the cheesesteak as well now so I'm curious what? if they are going to have any of the trucks around here because yeah. if his partner owns Angelo's in South Philly uh, maybe they'll uh, get a cheesesteak truck in this area too I thought I saw them in Philly as well but maybe I'm mistaken I, I thought um, our buddy Pat Gallon from CBS 3 Posted something about uh, this truck also being in Philadelphia at one point, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I'm not really sure, Nick, but uh, all I know is he's getting into that game, the cheesesteak game, Bradley Cooper, and uh, knowing him, it'll be a huge success. I want to know what kind of cheesesteak he favors. That's a good question. Because obviously that is sort of a litmus test, is it not? He's got to go Cooper Sharp. Uh, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. You know what we need to do? What? A movie clip. Hey! That's about food. And let's see if you can identify what movie <laughs> this clip is from. Casey, this is specifically for you. Did you already see what it is? I did. All I right. did. I'm sorry. Right. Let's see if anybody can identify this movie. Here we go. 29, the new record. <laughs> and I'm still going. I thought that record was going to last forever. Most folks just don't seem to have a taste for testicles no more. <laughs> testicles? Yes, ma'am. Sheep balls. That's right. Tell them why yours are so tasty. Well, the trick is, you've got to clip them off way up high. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 215-263-WMMRLSC. If you know, order up. All right, back in 2004 at uh, Bar- Barclay Prime, uh, Stephen Starr's restaurant. He opened that up then and had the $100 cheesesteak. Do you guys remember this? This yeah, is a big yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, Kobe beef, melted uh, telagio cheese, lobster, shaved black truffle, sautéed foie gras, caramelized onion, and heirloom shaved tomato on house-made brioche roll, uh, brushed with truffle butter, and squirted with homemade mustard, and served with a split of champagne. So this sandwich. Is a squirter. Uh, and it's $100. So now they've changed it. Uh, Have they? And inflation has uh, kicked in as well. So the price was initially raised to $120. Well, now it's $140. Oh, my God. If you want to get the cheese stick. Know- Our buddy Michael Klein wrote about it in his article. Do you know any, anyone? Marissa, do you know anyone who's had it? The $100 cheese yeah, stick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not. Uh, Marissa? 
Uh, did you have? Oh, you wouldn't. You're a no, vegan. No, I did not eat it. No, I have friends that have eaten it, and they said it was delicious. I don't All know right. if they've tried the new recipe. Okay. It's changed, Preston, right? Yes, it's exactly what it is. So five years ago, uh, Chef Mark Twersky reworked the sandwich, subbing in uh, Japanese A5 uh, Wagyu beef and a house-made truffle whiz made of uh, ketchup. Uh, uh, Cacciotta al tartufo hey. and bejamel instead of the uh, telagio. But now they've changed it up. And Casey, right. I'm glad you brought up Cooper because uh, the cheese is Cooper Sharp. I'm here. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Tversky now pan roasts the foie and blends it into brandy laced veal sauce, which glazes the beef and cheese. It's finished with a drizzle of fried onion truffle cream drizzle. and a generous grating of fresh black truffle. Uh, the roll is still from Park, which is uh, Stephen Starr's Bistro up the block. Okay. Uh, so it's now $140. Normally, I'm not. You know, this does nothing for me, but I, I have to admit, I, I I would I would like to taste one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'd like to taste yeah. it. I wouldn't like to spend 140 dollars on it. How about yeah, seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. Yeah, so you split it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that's, it's, you know what? I'm sure it's fantastic, but it's a little gimmicky. You know? Yeah, yes. got so it. Obviously that's what, what was the one, was the burger they actually had gold shavings in? Do you yeah, remember that? every now and then, some of these restaurants will always do, you know, like. Yeah, to get the press? A $500 cheeseburger or whatever yeah. it is, but it does happen from time to time. But I don't know. I would like to taste it. Yes, yeah. agreed. I'm sure it's fan-freaking-tastic, and that's all there is to it. I bet so. you they won't bring one here. Uh, I bet you. Dare you. <laughs> all right, let's see if somebody knows what movie this clip no, you don't need the music. I don't. I like no. the music. I know. Uh, let's see if you know what movie this clip is from. Here we go. 29, the new record. <laughs> and it's still going. I thought that record was going to last forever. Most folks just don't seem to have a taste for testicles no more. Testicles? Yes, ma'am. Sheep balls. <laughs> That's right. Tell them why yours are so tasty. Well, the trick is, you've got to clip them off way up high. All right, we're going to go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you, Christine. All right, what movie is that from? Funny Farm. Funny Farm. Chevy Chase movie. That is correct. Hang on just a second. And here's what we have for you, Christine. We have a pair of tickets. And this is for an evening with Judge Reinhold and a movie screening of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's going to be on Saturday, March 16th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. And tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. So, quick question. Do you consider Funny Farm... A Christmas movie. Because oh, wow. a significant part of that movie involves creating a perfect Christmas. Yeah, when they're trying to sell the house. Right. Um, <laughs> I never have, really, because yeah. it takes place throughout the year. Throughout they, the year. They live there yeah. for a year, and it ends around Christmas. Time. Right. Uh, but that's a good... That's a, It could yeah, be. Because yeah. they turn it into a... <laughs> A Norman Rockwell yeah. everything. Christmas yeah. village and everything you would want in Christmas happens Q in that time. It's a funny the deer. movie. Yeah, <laughs> <Q> the <deer. laughs> the oh my god! So they're trying to sell this house, and all these horrible neighbors uh, are, are 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 
are they're getting paid to yeah. pull this yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. So everything is as perfect as could be. It's kind of an underrated yeah. movie, isn't it? Oh, like, I love it. Yeah, I, I love do it too. too. But I think it kind of floats underneath the uh, you know the fletches of the world for Chevy Chase. It's not one that gets the replay much, right? On on uh, on cable channels. No, you, know, you don't. You don't all yeah. of a sudden stumble across it. But it's funny. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's play another movie clip. What uh clip? What movie is? I'll never get it right. What movie is this clip from? Here we go. I'm on jacked up on Mountain Dew. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Order up. All right, we did some fine dining on that last one. We're going to dive into fast food now. And I have three McDonald's stories, and I'll knock them all out together. Uh, McDonald's expects to open up nearly 10,000 restaurants over the next four years. Uh, a pace of growth that would be unprecedented even for the world's largest program. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It, it's huge. Uh, at an investor update. Are we going to each get one? On Wednesday. We all get a, yeah. our own McDonald's. You get a McDonald's. Uh, said that it aims to have 50,000 restaurants in operation worldwide. By the end of 2027, uh, they have 40,275 restaurants. Uh, they had them at the beginning of this year. It plans to open 900 new stores in the U.S., 1,900 in international markets with company-operated uh, and franchise restaurants uh, like Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, and Australia. Uh, they plan another 7,000 stores in international markets that are operated by licensees. More than half of those would be in China. Wow. Uh, McDonald's said the explosive growth of delivery demand makes it critical to get restaurant locations even closer to customers so food can arrive faster and hotter. Uh, the McDonald's delivery made up of a billion in global sales in 2017, so, wow. and that's grown to more than $16 billion. So this big push is to put stores closer for, like, Uber Eats yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. the original perception was is that that was going to, you know, put a dent in some of their stuff. It's actually made it huge. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that's the case. So also, you the, ever, have you ever ordered fast food from Uber Eats or something I've like never, that? I've never ordered from any of those for anything. Yeah. So I, I have no experience in that whatsoever. I but I do see see them, you know, delivering that stuff. I did it for sushi not that long ago, and I, wow. I was a little wary of it, Preston, and the sushi, th- I don't know if it was Uber Eats or one of the other ones, it doesn't matter. Um, the quality of the sushi that we got delivered was better than takeout and from, from the same restaurant. Wow. We like going to that restaurant, but I don't know, like, I, maybe they just rush it out faster, you know, like it comes, it, as soon as it's ready to go, the delivery person's there to take it to your home or whatever. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I have nothing but good experiences yeah. with it. I mean, it's for me, sometimes, you know, obviously the restaurants participate, sometimes the restaurants get pinched a little bit because of it, yeah. but I think in the long run, like, there's a restaurant I would gladly order directly from them to deliver, but they're just outside my, the range of of delivery for okay. me. Yeah, it so, was, you it was know. a little more expensive than normal. And um, But my fiance and I were just, we were fried and we didn't feel like getting in the car. It was actually, it was the Friday of camp out. Yeah. We were like, let's just stay home. And, and so we did. But And it was worth it. It was, you know, it was really good. The quality was terrific. But um, it was actually, yeah, the quality was actually a little bit better than, than takeout. Nice. And thank you guys because I had four bites of mini <laughs> <and> melts <laughs> yeah. while you two were yeah. talking. Nice. Uh, but speaking of mini melts, by the way, the Wawa, the, uh, I, I see all those bags. <laughs> uh, they, they, they have constant yeah, oh, yeah. drivers coming in and taking their takeout orders from Wawa. Really? Yes. There are, if you walk in, you'll see next to the mini melts freezer, <laughs> in, in the Germantown one anyway, there are two racks for the food delivery okay. services. Yeah. All right. Uh, McDonald's, by the way, they have a top secret new spinoff called Cosmics that is on the verge of opening its first restaurant in Illinois, but the chain has yet to say what exactly it'll serve. The Cosmics restaurant is on uh, the verge of completion in uh, Boiling Brook, Illinois. 
Um, it's near the Chicago area. Sure. And it's been bolted onto an existing McDonald's restaurant and was likely chosen because of the uh, the fast food giant's global headquarters is in Chicago. So Cosmix, uh, named after a retro McDonald's alien mascot, which I don't remember. Never at all, heard that. No. Has yellow and purple branding and appears to be heavily drive through focused. Uh, a passerby captured its menu screens being tested, showed an array of teas and lemonades, sandwiches, soft serve and baked goods. Uh, although it's unclear if the menu is a dummy or if it's authentic. Uh, uh, to throw people off the trail? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fast food fans have speculated that it may be a rival to Starbucks. That's what I'm hearing, and, and that's what that menu would seem to indicate. That serves uh, coffee and snacks similar to those already found in a McCafe. Uh, some hope that Cosmics may sell uh, McDonald's treats currently only available on foreign uh, at foreign outlets. Foreign? Yeah. Uh, so the storefront appears to have at least four drive through lanes. Previews of a menu that was shared on another account show a large variety of drinks, including um, a drink called Signature Galactic Boosts, iced teas, lemonades, slushes, uh, frappes, uh, and hot and iced coffee as well. On the food menu, sandwiches, several McMuffins, McFlurries, ice cream, baked goods, snack boxes, and items from the international menu such as McPops. So you think about, uh, so you said multiple drive throughs yeah, four, so, four lanes, like like a, like a bank almost, right? Um, I don't know because there are some chains where they have two and they end up filtering down to one. Oh, okay. Lane I was wondering so. if it's four separate lanes or yeah. if they if they put your sandwich in one of those two. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent work. Steve. That was a great sound. Uh, apparently, several of them are open already. So oh, um, what? Yeah, there's uh, a bunch open yesterday, Preston, and it looks like it's a competitor to um, you know a Starbucks or a Dunkin'. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. They have a lot of you know, it actually kind of looks like um, uh, Sonic a little bit as well. Okay. Sonic was one where, you, now, obviously they would come out to the car. Right, right. But, uh, so, I, I love the multiple drive through window thing, but the thing is, you know, you'd have to have a busy location, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. spot's got to be calling for it. <laughs> yeah. And then one last thing, uh, they've changed the Big Mac. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, they have made more than 50 changes to its burgers over the years. They've been working on improving the Big Mac since 2016. Uh, now, this is interesting. It says the changes the changes include two smaller cooked all beef patties, no. more special sauce, and fresher lettuce, cheese, and pickles. So they're patting it with the cheaper stuff. Yeah, the burger buns will continue to be round and buttery, but the sesame seeds will also be scattered Ooh. to create a more homemade look. Okay, so they won't look as factory. So yeah. these, these, uh, this all seems perf- just cosmetic, as you said. So, so um, I needed, the, I need the burger to be bigger, not smaller. Yeah, uh, I don't. Right. I usually don't get a Big Mac uh, because I think that they're messy, and uh, there's no easy way to eat one while you're driving. Dude, I was um, a massive when yeah. the Big Mac came out. I was a massive fan of the Big Mac. I'm gonna fix it for you. You want to make the the Big Mac less messy? Order it without lettuce. Oh, the lettuce falls all over the place because yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's not lettuce. Um, it's, it's, it's shredded lettuce. Yeah. And so, therefore, it falls all... And I just get the double cheeseburger. Like, that's... I that's love the double cheeseburger. for me. And uh, and I went... You know, I go to McDonald's probably more than anybody here. Yeah. yeah. I went uh, yesterday. Uh, I pulled into the uh, parking lot and the drive-thru. I was like, I think I can do this faster. So, I pulled into the uh, uh, into a spot, and I went into the store and ordered on the kiosk. And you know, I always keep an eye at, like, yeah. who was last in line. Yeah. Right? And I beat them. I, I beat them out of the parking lot. So, wow. I do double quarter pounder naked, as they say. Mm. Nude. That's my sandwich. 
Nothing on it. The bread bread itself, and beef. Yeah, I mean, and and a few years ago, Steve, they they fussed with the, uh, the, the burger recipe, itself. and it's good. It's tasty. By the way, Press just finished his mini mouths. Oh. Oh. Yep, I awesome. The whole thing. We can go home. Yep. Oh, all right. See you guys. That was worth it. By the way, that's good for congestion. You know. Oh. All right, let's see if somebody knows what movie this food clip is from. I'm on Jacked Up on Mountain Dew. All right, we're going to go to Gerald, see if we can get a winner. Hey, Gerald, good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gerald, what movie? Talladega Nights. Yes, that's correct, sir. Hang on. Here's what we have for you, Gerald. Gerald, I'm also going to hook you up with a pair of tickets for an evening with Judge Reinhold and a movie screening of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And that's going to be on Saturday, March 16th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Tickets will be on sale today at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. All right. Order up. Oh, wait. No, I'm wrong. I got to play wait. another movie. Clip. Okay. Well, I messed this up left and right. All right. What movie is this Food clip from. I'll tell the guys at the deli. Maybe they'll make you a metaphysical hell and ride. Wait, 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 wait. I think yeah, two hundred dollars. Whoopies. Which is? Oh, fucking half. What do you want? I wouldn't say no to a tuna melt. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Now the order is up. All right. This is the latest food trend to take social media by storm. With scores of TikTokers now documenting its rise in British cities. It is called the French Taco. The French yes. Taco. Mm. It's been a hit on the other side of the channel in across France. The pond? Yep, for more than two decades. No, not across the pond, across the channel. Oh. Uh, and now, only, uh, only now is it launching a challenge to the UK's array oh. of well-established food options, fast food options. Uh, so among those hoping uh, to elbow their way into the crowded takeaway market are brothers Zach and Momo Nazro, who run a place called Muzak's. And uh, Zach insists his business has been bustling since they set up two months ago with this French taco. Now, the taco as it is, is a perfect thing. Well, this is not that. Right. It's not. It's nothing like a taco. Nothing like it's a taco. It's just called the French taco. All right. Oh, it's not a taco? No. The best way to explain That's it is it. it's a mixture between a burger and a shawarma. Like a Cleveland steamer, there's really no steam involved. One of the most popular items on their menu, Zach says, is the lamb special, which sees saucy minced halal meat combined with crispy chicken, fries, mozzarella, crispy onions, and an oozy homemade cheese sauce all wrapped and grilled in a tortilla. Um... I like the way that sounds. Um, yeah, it'd be, I, I, I would definitely try one for sure. Yeah. Uh, it is in the suburbs of Lyon in, uh, is that how you say it? Lyon. Lyon, thank you. In the suburbs of Lyon in the early 2000s, according to some theories, when the French taco was first invented. Uh, Zach got his first taste in Morocco when he was 19 years old and was hooked from the first bite. He decided to make one, tweak the recipe, less sauce. He said no one wants to eat it covered in mess. And he said that's the the thing that differentiates us from the others. The way they do it in France is to overload with cheese and mayonnaise. Hmm. Uh, he said with us we try to reduce the quality a quantity of cheese and sauces. A person doesn't want it too messy. Describing the taste, he said it's like an explosion of flavors and at first you go into a bit of shock and then all the flavors all start kicking in one by one and you feel each one. And then the paralysis sets in. 
Uh, he wants to open a new outlet every six months. And then after he's conquered London and the UK with his brother by his side, he plans to go worldwide with it. So huh. it looks good. It, uh, I saw some pictures of it, but uh, I, I would have to taste it to really get a feel for well, it. Has it made it to the United States yet? No, I don't think so. so it, has it? It has? Not, not with these guys, um, yep. but Preston, I just looked it up, and there are... French tacos in Seattle. Okay. Seattle? Yeah. All right. So it's working its way around. So. Yeah. Great. Sasquatch can eat them. Keep your eye out for it. It is called the French taco. All right. Let's see if someone can identify what movie this clip is from. I'll tell the guys at the deli. Maybe they'll make you a metaphysical how I'm right. Wait, 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 wait. I think you have $200. Whoopies. Which is? <laughs> oh, buck and a half. What do you want? I wouldn't say no to a tuna melt. All right. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Justin, see if we can get the answer. Yo, Justin, good morning, buddy. Good morning. All right, what movie is that from, brother? That movie is from Infinity War. That is correct, sir. Yes, hang on just a second, because we have a prize for you, sir. A pair of tickets for an evening with Judge Reinhold and a movie screening of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's going to be Saturday, March 16th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Tickets are on sale today via... Uh, I'm sorry, at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. So that's Dr. Strange. Who's he talking to in that clip? He's talking to Wong. That. He's oh, talking that's to Wong? right, Wong. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and then uh, Hulk comes crashing through the, uh, uh, the window. All right, here is the next clip. Let's see if you can identify the movie that this is from. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How about more beans, Mr. Tiger? I'd say you've had enough. <laughs> All right, 215-263-WMMR, order up. All right, we go from uh, a French taco to Mexican tacos. Taco Bell has come to the rescue of college students who find themselves on campuses without Taco Bell restaurants within walking distance with the introduction of the new Taco Bell SOS kit. Uh, each limited edition kit contains a selection of home products, including new mild and hot flavored crunchy taco shells, mild hot fire and Diablo sauces, and original and fajita seasoning packets. Uh, kits will be delivered straight to student stores by Amazon while supplies last. You simply add a protein and or veggie and enjoy the Taco Bell experience from the comfort of your dorm. So it involves a level of preparation. You do need to add some stuff that to it. undermines uh, the whole taco Bell concept. Well, this says if you don't have one near you, then you find one. No, you, if, <laughs> this will yeah. be the next best thing. All right. Yes. And it was hard in college because the closest Taco Bell, I think, was a 30-minute drive away. Oh, same for us, And that's Chase. just too far, Kath. <laughs> that's why this was invented. Yeah. yeah. So Would you have taken advantage of this in college? Possibly. Yeah. Um, you know, if there was a way for me to cook the meat somewhere. But this might be a fun gift uh, for yes. a college student. Uh, students across the country can purchase their own kit. It's only seven ninety nine. There you go. You go to TacoBellSOS.com to do it. By the way, as far as dorms are concerned, uh, have they come a long way from the hot pot, hot plate uh, microwave? Have you uh, walked around Noah's campus lately? No. Those new buildings, man, they are living the life. They, it, like they're, they're, they do look they have like, kitchenettes and things? Uh, well, it was, what I like to do, Steve, is I go up to the the window and I peer in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is, this, <laughs> is this a sorority or a fraternity? 
<laughs> That's how you know how new yeah. everything yeah, yeah. is and over there. It looks great in there, and the girls never seem to mind. <laughs> uh, to give the students the opportunity yes, to... his head was enormous. <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy their talk about home creations from the comfort of their beds while preventing spills, drips, and crumbs from uh, staining their bedding, the kit also features a never-before-seen exclusive <laughs> spill and stain-resistant twin XL-sized bed sheet. Come on. You simply lay the sheet over the bedding, get comfortable, and dig in. I remember trying to make a girl a romantic dinner one time in college, and oh. like, dude, all you have is a hot... I, I made her spaghetti. You know what I mean? Like, put it in a bag? Still? No, I didn't put it in a bag. I didn't How do you like your well. bag of spaghetti? <laughs> no, but like... So step I mean, up from ramen. Just sort of thinking about it, like, it, it is kind of sweet, right? This this little kid, this 18-year-old kid who's never really, you know, uh, oh, I'm gonna do something. And I think it was for, like, Valentine's Day or something. And You know, <laughs> you know Casey, yeah. there was a, a... If you go up bridge into Maniunk... Um, up the hill, uh, there was a small delicatessen on the corner, uh, Maniac Avenue, and um, they just had a person. They had a hot couple of hot plates and a rotisserie Showtime rotisserie grill. No, and they did everything. I mean, they were like whizzes. No, they, they had no real grill, and and they actually we we had them cater some things for a party one time. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That's we, awesome. Yeah, you just got to get creative. Uh, Taco Bell SOS dot com. All right, we'll see if you know what movie this is from. Sorry, I started it too early. <laughs> I like I started it. About more beans, Mr. Taggart. I'd say you've had enough. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning, buddy. Rattlers. Morning. Hey. Hey. Okay. All right, what movie Rattlers. is that from, pal? Blazing Saddles. That is yeah. yeah. Yep. Hang on a second. Here's what we have for you. We have our final pair of tickets for an evening with Judge Reinhold and a movie screening of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Saturday, March 16th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. All right. Let's roll another clip. I think this is our last one, yep. and we will see if you can identify what movie this is from. Did you lose weight? Actually, I have been trying this new fat-free diet I invented. All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. God, I wish I had your discipline. All right, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> call if you know. Order up. I actually want to try. Oh, man. Hold on. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually want to do two more quick stories here because uh, the last one's a nice one. So uh, a study conducted in Japan suggests that there is more to sushi than just a healthy dose of fish and seaweed. Researchers found that wasabi, of course, that super spicy green condiment traditionally dabbed onto the f- raw fish dish, improves both short and long-term memory. I was seeing this, Yeah. Oh, I think Nick and I shared a look. I, well, I think we're talking about two different things. You're talking about Cars 2. Yes. And I'm talking about Alex and Mike from Good Day because they uh, were they were eating actual wasabi. Because whatever we get is not actual wasabi. It's like horseradish. Yeah, it's horseradish. Is that right? And, yeah. And so wasabi is, a, um, I guess, I don't want to say rare, but huh. it's not the standard. What you, Does wasabi have ginger in it? No, 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 no but they usually have with ginger. Yeah. Oh, okay. You usually get yeah. pickled ginger on the side. I'm not it's a sushi a, guy. So. Uh, that's the palate cleanser. I that see. You eat that goes when you go between uh, pieces of sushi. Uh, but no, wasabi is. Uh, woof. Man, I should have some of that right now. That would clear my sinuses up in a heartbeat. Um, 
Rui Nushi, uh, the study's lead researcher and an associate professor at the school's Institute of Development, Aging and Cancer, said the results, while based on a limited sample of subjects uh, without pre-existing health conditions, exceeded their expectations. So it may help with both short and long-term memory. Now, I don't know how much you have to eat a court to be a part of that because it's it's super-duper spicy. You yes. just put your wasabi in the soy sauce, right? And you mix that all up? Yeah. And that's what you dip it into? A little bit, yeah. Do you go crazy with the wasabi? No, not at all. Just you get a little bit. Crazy with the cheese whiz, by any chance? Uh, get crazy with the cheese whiz. Uh, but it, I, I like to just dab a little bit of the soy. You know, yeah. not, I don't like to overdo it too much. My buddy Jeff, like, he eats everything on that thing. He eats all the ginger. I'm like, Rochelle eats all the ginger. Does she? Yeah, she'll okay. just eat with that whole, she'll eat that whole pile of ginger. She loves it. Loves it. Okay. Yeah. I like it for um, digestion. Like, it's a, it actually helps um, process the food that you've had afterwards. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> yep. Um, it's me. We'll see if we can get an answer here, and then I'll, I'll give you one more story at the... Did, did we play the clip? We, we did. Uh, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. But uh, I guess they're still talking to Mike on line five. Oh, Marissa's, <laughs> talk, Marissa's yeah. talking to Mark Summers. Uh, Sharing old stories. Uh, Not right. And, <laughs> she doesn't know uh, <laughs> what we're saying. That's okay. That's uh, right. Do we want to talk to Mark? No, 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 no. Next, we, one after, more story after the break. After the break, we're yeah. gonna break. If that's we're okay, play some commercials, and then we'll come back. Okay, we're doing the hand gestures yeah, that we do. Break. All right. All right, then I have time to get you this one more story while we're getting a, a winner. Um, so I thought this was nice. Pizza Hut is celebrating the giving season with the new Pizza Hut reverse delivery doormat. Okay, so here's the deal: the doormat, which features the classic Pizza Hut logo comes with a QR code that drivers can scan for a free pizza. This means that every time you order, your driver gets a free pizza, too. <laughs> the driver who works for Pizza Hut? That's what I don't really understand. It says 50 mats a day will be offered through December 10th on the shop at PizzaHut.com website. Any driver yeah. can scan the code for their freebie through December 27th. He's so probably driving over eating pizza from Pizza Hut. Uh, so I, what I initially thought was maybe, you know, like Amazon or UPS right. or, or people that come to your door and deliver uh, could access this. But if it's just for the the Pizza Hut delivery people, it's kind of I don't think they want free pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no to buy it. Yeah, so I, I, it's says a, they'll give delivery drivers a free box of pizza. See, so, I, I like the idea, yeah. but I don't think. Are you saying it, I don't think it's just for? Pizza Hut. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I don't think I, it is. Because to me, the idea of giving regular, like whether you're a UPS guy or somebody who's making any sort of delivery, you know, a lot of people now around the holidays will leave out um, little uh, boxes of uh, refreshments yeah. or because they're working extra hard. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, if you could provide them with a free pizza, that would be great. Um, a lot of houses do it year round. Yes. They'll just leave candy, and my, my buddy Steve does. They, they have a box out in front really? with, with snacks and candy and water and stuff like that for delivery uh, drivers. Uh, you around? Do you know what? I don't know. It might be for Pizza Hut. It might be for the Pizza Hut drivers? It seems yeah. kind of... Kind uh, of uh, I don't know. It's not clear. You're right. Yeah. You know what? I, I like the idea, uh, but I just I'm a little confused. Sure. What were you going to say, Nick? No, just, what are you laughing at? He was making funny noises. And it no, made me I just like make funny noises. <laughs> I, I like to make I, funny noises. I like, <laughs> I like string. So no, anyway, no. look into this and see if that's uh, see if you can figure wait, it out. Wait, wait, yeah. Kathy, you got to the bottom of it. You figure it out. <laughs> we now go to investigative reporter Kathy Romano with more on this story. Kathy, what have you found concerning this 
dilemma. The stuff that I investigate. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I start investigating and then I stop listening to you. Did you talk about the doormat? That's what That's this is about. Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't know that you had to we get... We now go to Jim Lachewski who has a report on Kathy Romano's medical condition, which is obviously early dementia. But it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay. Sorry. All right. All right. Yep, you're right. Doesn't well, we make got sense. to the bottom of Still it. Still doesn't yeah. make sense. See if you can figure it out. All right. Thank you for that, Kathy. <laughs> you're welcome. Let's see if somebody knows what movie this is from. Did you lose weight? Actually, I have been trying this new fat-free diet I invented. All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. God, I wish I had your discipline. All right, we are going to go to Colleen. Hi there, Colleen. Hi. Hi. Do you know what movie that's from? Is it Rory and Michelle's high school reunion? No, it's Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, but you know what it is. All right, hang on the line. We're going to set you up. That's one of my favorites. What do we have for her? All right, Colleen, you have a pair of passes for an advanced screening of Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, and it's going to be hosted by myself on Tuesday, December 19th at 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District. You can go to WMMR.com for another chance to win tickets. Online entry deadline is going to be Monday, the 18th at 11 a.m. All right, and that's it for Condosaur for you this morning on a Friday. Brought to you by our friends at Mini Melts. I would like to mention that one more time. Uh, and we have our own Mini Melts freezer here in the studio, which is uh, which is a dangerous thing, yeah. to be honest with you. I got to say, man, if you're out and about by a Wawa today, try that cotton candy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty awesome. Wait, I don't even like cotton candy yeah. flavors. I ate that whole thing. It was excellent. Uh, Mini Melts standalone freezer is near the front of Wawa. It makes it easy to grab one near the register. So stop by and grab and uh, taste for yourself. It's ice cream, but cooler. All right, we are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And yes, Mr. Mark Summers will be joining us when we return, so stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is on the line, and maybe we finally cross the line and we've angered him, and hell hath no fury, like Mark Summers scorned. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he is here to talk about the life and slimes of Mark Summers and this incredible run in New York City. Let's welcome... Mar- Where's that guy? hell is that? Hang on a second. There we go. Mark Summers! Yay! Good morning, Mark. 
Can you hear us? <laughs> Hi, Mark. Can you hear us? I don't think he can hear us because no. he just is like sitting there. Face. Unless he's really mad. And hey, Marissa. He, to us. Can you, uh, he can't. I think he's messing with us. He can't hear us. No, he looks. He's uh, grinning. I don't know. Oh, no. I can hear you now. Yeah! <laughs> Hi, Mark. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Nice to see you, sir. Sorry about our tardiness. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, boy, that's that's not like you guys. Uh, you must have had a lot of commercials or something, huh? Well, we're we're a super popular show, which only means that many more years learning about this um, incredible situation you find yourself in uh, <laughs> off Broadway is pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm still pinching myself, and I still find it uh, pretty much unbelievable. You know, it takes years for these things to happen. And uh, it took eight weeks. And so um, I, I'm just a little bit overwhelmed about what's about to happen in my life. So obviously the show has been, you know, and we've seen the show and, and, and uh, the, the life and slimes of uh, Mark Summers. And uh, it's great. And you're great. And, and uh, it's it's everything you'd want um, from a, a quote unquote classic, you know, one man show. Uh, but, uh, you know, off Broadway is off Broadway. And uh, it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a dream. Uh, with that, does, does that come? Is there an onus? to sort of um, brush up, change up, do some tinkering? Um, you know, when I moved to Los Angeles in 1973, I thought I had a slight chance of uh, hosting TV shows. But never in my wildest dreams, although this was a wild dream, did I ever believe that this was going to happen. Uh, it's sort of been a 60-year venture, and uh, we've been working on this show for 12 years. And, um, you know, it's all about timing. When I was going to Buffalo for a month, everybody said, why are you going there? I mean, <laughs> what's the point? And unbeknownst to me, the uh, theater next to us was opening the tour of Mrs. Doubtfire. And on a night off, the director of Mrs. Doubtfire came to see our show and said, uh, have you ever thought about doing this in New York? And I said, of course I have, but I have no connections there. And he said, well, you do now. And the next day he had somebody from the Schubert organization contact me. Wow. And then they got me together with a producer. And I had a dinner, and uh, <laughs> a few weeks later, they said, uh, we're, we're thinking we're doing this in July or August, but the theater we wanted just came available. Can we do it in February? So it, it's moving, like, faster than a bat out of hell, but it's pretty cool. All right, so I was reading who was involved with this in the, the uh, article that, that you had sent over to me, Mark, and I, I need to understand this because I thought I saw some musical components in there. Is this Are things changing? Is this a musical now? No, I, I tell you what happened. Um, Alex Brightman, who has starred in School of Rock and Beetlejuice and recently was doing uh, The Shark is Broken, uh, was introduced to me by a man by the name of Drew Gasparini when I was up at Long Beach Island doing Grease, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And so we've been sort of collaborating on this since that point. And I uh, had the crazy dream of singing in this thing. And uh, Drew has written some beautiful music. And when I first started doing this... Um, there were some components about, okay, you're an okay actor, but they're going to be looking at you pretty hard. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to sing. <laughs> it was the nicest way to tell me that they didn't think I had the ability to do it. But there are musical background components that happen as tra transitional points. Okay. And uh, we kept that in. But uh, for all those folks who are luckily coming, you won't have to hear me sing. Okay. Well, I, and so to the point of the acting and, you know, there, there is this, this hybrid situation that it is your life. And, and uh, yeah. I think with that comes the earnestness and gravitas of you talking about these moments and you're going to laugh and, and you're, you're, it's heartfelt. Um, um, I mean, so, so the thing, have you, I assume you're, you've got to be in the throes of it right now. you got to be setting up and staging and oh, yeah. it has oh, to yeah. be happening like now, right? Yes. 
Yes, I was in New York last week looking for a place to live and uh, came back to L.A. Uh, for a short time here. And I, I moved back there mid-January. Uh, mid we start rehearsals on the 29th. Uh, our first preview was February 14th. And, uh, you know, then we opened later that week. So um, although we just did it eight weeks ago, you do want to brush it up and make it as perfect as possible. We're making a few changes, not a lot. But, um, you know, it, it, it talks about everything you would imagine uh, from OCD to the cancer aspect, to getting in the car accident, to playing Double Dare, how we got the Double Dare job. And, uh, you know, somehow Brightman has written a bulletproof script and it just <laughs> seems to work. No, he's super talented. Uh, it has your voice to it. Um, you're coming in with the best possible situation. It's, as you said, you've been work, you've been performing this for years, and you mentioned being in Buffalo, and people say, "Why?" You know, your life seems to be a um, a collection of "I have a gut feeling" moments. You know, would, would that be fair to say that? Yeah, I guess so. But here's the thing, guys: unless you put yourself in that situation. You have no opportunities. Right. And, you know, when people come to me all the time and say, I want to be a host. How do I become a host? And I say, you host things, you know, <laughs> <Do> parking, <laughs> yeah. and dog shows and wakes. And, you know, hopefully somebody might see you. But you have to put yourself in a situation where, you know, the powers that be can take you to the next level. And my whole career, you're absolutely right, has, has done that. But instinctively and in your gut. You have to keep moving. And if somebody would tell me at 72 years old, I'd be opening an off-Broadway show, I'd say, yeah, what, what are you spoken? But apparently it happened. So this is a 16-week uh, run, which is so Healthy, cool. healthy. Yeah, and New World stages in uh, New York City. Are you going to, for that amount of time, are you going to, um, are they going to put you up in a condo or something? Or are you going to stay in a hotel? You're going to be there for a while. Yeah, no, I'm getting an apartment uh, okay. that I went to look at, uh, several of them when I was there, and uh, trying to figure that whole thing out. And then, you you know, you figure you're there from January till June, and I said to my wife, uh, you know, like, uh, I think I just take winter clothes now, and I'll, I'll box up some spring stuff, and you'll ship it to me. I mean, it, it's just happening between the holidays and the excitement and the promotion. Yeah. Uh, I'm juggling like 19 balls here, man. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, You're like a urologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I would like to suggest something for, for casting because uh, Casey has actually done a little bit of stage stuff before, and I think he would make a great Burt Reynolds. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. I've got the mustache for yeah. it, no doubt. But he could be my understudy. How about yeah, there that? You go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of juggling many balls, um, what does this do for the, the podcast, which you've been, you know... Um, it, it will continue. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it out of New York. All right. Um, and it's fascinating the amount of people all of a sudden are starting to call and wanting to get on. It's actually doing quite well. So uh, that's fun, and I don't want to give that up. So we're uh, I have Tuesdays off. So uh, we'll be doing a lot of work on Tuesdays uh, in that uh, perspective. So it's going to be your typical seven-day week. And you're doing the classic, what was it, two shows on uh – is it Sunday? What What is the uh, We're schedule? doing it on Saturday. It's six shows a week, and we have a matinee on Saturday at uh, 2 o'clock and right. an 8 o'clock performance. And if you go to lifeandslimes.com, you could buy your tickets now. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm going to get up there for one of those matinee shows. You Marissa, have to. Marissa yeah. wants to go. Yeah. I definitely want to come up and see it, Mark. I think that. I haven't been to New York in ages, so this is. Really? Yeah, it's been a long, long time. God, you got to come up. Let me know when you guys come up, uh, you know, so we can spend some time together. But, yeah, it's. Uh, 
uh, I got a phone call this week. Who, uh, Ryan Seacrest called me yesterday. I haven't talked to Ryan in a long time. He called to congratulate me. I got some nice emails from uh, Howie Mandel and uh, Gabe Iglesias, Fluffy. Um, you know, the, friend, the phone's ringing off the hook. Uh, uh, it's just nuts. Well, it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. The comment we got in that first day from social media from the People magazine article was explosive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fun just continues to, to happen. Well, it's huge. I mean, if you stop and think about it, in this dynamic, you're in New York, you're off Broadway, and there's the classic scenario of look who stopped by to catch the show backstage. It could yeah. be any number of celebrities. It could be the, the, the Black Hand from Godfather 2. It could be <laughs> anybody coming back to see you. But, I mean, you talk about those happenstance moments. It's very cool. Well, it is cool. And uh, Guy Fietti is on our producing team, and uh, he's uh, helping out tremendously on this whole situation. So all the friends you make along the way uh, come to support you in ways that you never thought that would happen as well. And so, you know, the old thing about it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. I, I tried to live that, and it seems to be coming back in uh, in spades. So it's it's been it's uh, it's just once again it's freaking amazing. <laughs> yes, was just, just reading about uh, Guy the other day as they re-upped his uh, contract at uh, at Food Network, and he is now the highest paid Food Network star on there. I think he got yep. like a three year wow, yeah, obnoxious yeah. deal, which is awesome. Is he? <laughs> Is, is he how hands on is he with this production? Is he mean like like a money guy, or is he helping out in some of the ideas? How does he fit in? He's helping us uh, on, on promotion because, um, needless to say, uh, his social media is insane. Yep. And um, let me tell you what an amazing guy this guy is. He was doing, you know, he's fine financially. We don't have to stay up nights and worry about guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Thanks for comforting us that way. <laughs> yeah. And, and he threw a, a beautiful charity event up uh, near his home in Northern California uh, to raise money for uh, Maui and all the problems they had there. And I called him up and I said, uh, let me be a part of it. Could I MC? And he said, heck yes. And, he, and um, you know, you do things along the way because it's the right thing to do. And years ago, I was hosting Food Network Star when he won. And um, I told him to come to L.A. I'd help get an agent and uh, drove him around. And the agent he's with today is the guy I made the phone call for and one thing after another. And at this event, he stood up and did, you know, a 10-minute speech about what I've done through him over the years. Oh. And years ago, I was handled, my first manager was a guy by the name of Jackie Kahane, and Jackie Kahane was the opening act for uh, Elvis Presley. And if Elvis gave you a necklace that said TCB, taking care of business, you were in the group. Unbeknownst to me, Fietti has a similar kind of situation, which he gives only to his closest, closest friends. And in the middle of this dinner, he brings me on stage and, and gives me this thing. And, and you know... It, I would say guy wouldn't give you the skin off his back, uh, shirt off his back. He'd give you the skin off his back. He has always been there for me. Uh, he's been reciprocal in so many ways, and uh, I just can't say enough great stuff about him. What's the uh, what's the little tchotchke, the gift that he gave you? What is it? Well, uh, you know, he's got his logo from his corporation there, and um, it's it's just way way cool. You know, he he's into jewelry, yeah. And uh, so now the deal is, whenever you're sort of uh, around uh, the group. Uh, it's kind of your responsibility to have this on, which I'm proud to, to wear. So I love uh, that idea. Yeah, we should yeah. have strap-ons. Strap-ons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The golden strap-on. Yeah. Right. Oh, you must be. Uh, I want the first one. <laughs> oh, you you get the first one. Oh, you do, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> the first one. I think that that you is great. You know what I saw last night? I oh. went to see Jimmy Carr. Are you guys, uh, fans? yes, oh, yeah. Jimmy Carr. Yeah. God, we went to see him last night. I, I I peed myself for ninety minutes. This guy just makes me 
laugh and uh, just has a, a bent sense of humor, which I do. So if he's in your area, I got to promote him as well. Jimmy Carr was brilliant last night. Absolutely. Nice. So, you know, we, honestly, and we know that Fieri guy hangs. He, he used to come into the show. Obviously, his, his star has risen. He's, he's a little bit more, you know, locked into these other things. But you see him now. He's palling around with Stallone and Pacino. Yeah, which I know. Is, is I know. pretty amazing. I know he's cooking dinner for people, and yeah. you know he's he just uh, you know he, he generally throws a, a party every year uh, for his birthday, and it's kind of a who's who when you go to that. Uh, last year when we were at the event, uh, all of a sudden Sammy Hagar got up and did a thirty minute set that nice. uh, was, was brilliant. And so you know when you're hanging around guy, you never know who uh, you're going to be a part of, yeah. and. Uh, He's, he's, he's one of the most generous humans I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, so, Mark, the uh, the show starts uh, February 14th, um, and tickets are on sale now, lifeandslimes.com. I'm sure we'll talk to you again right before this whole thing gets started and just to put another push on it uh, uh, right before uh, the performances begin. Do you, do you find yourself uh, working your way through Philly at any point when you're going to be on this end of the world? I plan on it. Uh, like I say, I get one day off a week, and uh, there's a man I used to get my haircut by because I won't be able to fly to LA to get it, so I'll be in to get haircuts and see my friend Harvey and eat at all the great restaurants and hopefully stop in and see you guys. So, yeah, Philly's always a part of my life. It's my second hometown, and, uh, you know, I can't wait to get there and visit those folks as well. But if you're a fan of uh, Double Dare and you grew up watching me, uh, you were on uh, Nickelodeon and Double Dare back in the day when we premiered it there at WHYY. Uh, come and relive your past, your childhood, and uh, we'd love to see you there lifeandslimes.com uh, you know I just I'm, I'm thrilled and I appreciate you guys helping promote it and I'll be in studio next time and we'll talk more about this absolutely about massive thumbs up you're exactly yeah. right it's a nostalgic wonderful um, uh, heartwarming uh, a show we, uh, we we think is terrific and if you uh, listen it's a it's a twofer you get to see Mark Summers in a great uh, production and you go up to visit New York yeah and I get my first strap on award for you guys. Yeah, yeah. First 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 ever. It's, it's, a three, it's a three for that. All right. Congratulations, Mark. We love you. Have a good one, Bob. We'll Thanks. see you. Mark Summers, guys. Yay. Wow. Double Dare fame, of course, and Food Network and all the wonderful things. He just things rolls with it. A part of. He's the best. He's the best. A strap um, on, I think it might work. Yeah. Do we get like a really big one? Or no, no, like, no. Well, something okay. you can yeah. wear discreetly. Okay. Yeah, you don't want it to no, be. No. Yeah, you don't want to be. Of course not. All right, uh, do we have? Uh, do we need to take a break, or do we have? A... Uh, I got a couple of junk drawer stories. Yeah, I yeah hang on. A... Oh, you got... oh, really? Yeah. It's the junk drawer. There's one I definitely know. Dressing's cleaning out a junk drawer. Getting things out of a junk drawer. Finding stuff here in a junk drawer. All right. Uh... There's one in here somewhere that I want to get to. Oh, yeah, here it is, right here in the junk drawer. Uh, I want to make sure I mention this before we go into the weekend, because it'll be all over the news, but Pantone has unveiled its color of the year for 2024. Pantone! They are forecasting the color for next year. And now, how do they come up with this? Well, I I will... uh, Dartboard. No, not a dartboard. Uh, This is according to Pantone's vice president, Lori Pressman. She said uh, last year that each color is decided annually by a group of the Institute's members who hail from various industries, backgrounds, and locations, and who come together to weigh in on color trends throughout the year to help predict what is coming next. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but this has a big uh, effect on fashion and all sorts of uh, interior design. In other words, I think they choose. I think it, I think they affect the color of the year. But, like but it, it's, it's sort of setting the 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 standard, correct, 
for this year. I, mean, yeah, I know totally. we, we joke about it, but my fiance is an artist and like this actually is a big deal in her world because it, it, it sort of dictates what she's going to, some tones that might sell better next year or whatever. There's, yeah. there's a market attached to it. So by the way, if you're curious what Pantone is, and I have wondered that myself, uh, they're headquartered in New Jersey. They're in Carlstad, New Jersey. Uh, the company is primarily known for creating the Pantone Matching System, a standardized color index that began as tool for commercial printing and is now used for graphic design, fashion design, and product design as it allows creators, manufacturers uh, the world over to compare and match shades within the uniform system. Uh, today, Pantone's color matching system is used as a digital and non-digital resource. So it's, you know, it's legit. And the color... That they okay. have chosen. Drum roll, please. For 2024 is exciting. Peach fuzz. Peach fuzz. Peachy. Yes. Wow. Peach fuzz is the color. A soft peach beige that the company of color aficionados says is meant to embody, quote, our desire to nurture ourselves and others. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Uh, the hue is a velvety, gentle peach tone whose all-embracing spirit enriches, enriches mind, body, and soul. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. So, what do you think of the color, Kathy? I like it. It's pretty. Uh, do you know that there are color specialists, right, that you can um, hire that will come. They come to you. They, they see your complexion, your hair color, your eyebrow colors, all of that. And then they give you a suggestion. They'll put together and they, they, you actually leave with, well, at least the one woman that I talked to, like you leave with little cards. Um of what colors are best on you. So when you go shopping... Like a color palette? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what it is. It's for, like, makeup. You can do it for clothing. You can do it for anything. And so you can take these little cards with you when you go shopping just to, like, remind you of the colors that look good on you. The ones... She also tells you the ones that, that, um, you know, you should stay away from that are going to wash you out or not look so good on you. So when you're Um, buying T-shirts, Preston... No, no, but it is. You can. It's it's anything you put on. Who does this? There are these color specialists that do this. Um... And so I, I interviewed one um, a few years ago, but a friend of mine did it. She kind of like revamped her whole life. And um, she was like, I just want to do this. I want to see, you know, what she says. And now she like lives by it. And she says she like feels better in her clothes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but she'll only shop the colors that this woman suggested for her. How much does said color specialist charge oh, I don't. for a bespoke yeah. color? It would, be, it would be gauche to say that. Yeah. But I'm sure we, we could have someone come on here and give us our colors. I'd love that, actually. I wouldn't mind that at all. I know, yeah. So uh, let me find out. I forget the woman I interviewed. I can't remember if she was local. I will uh, find her email and, and find out if she's local or not. Can uh, they pick up breakfast pizza on the way out? I will ask. Listen, yeah. I told you guys when, when we had Carson Cressley on at the uh, at the camp out, I, I do not, colors don't. No. I, I, I'm, I'm not well versed in what goes well with what because sometimes I will see uh, fashionistas wearing outrageously clashing things. And I'm like, no, why is that okay? What the hell? Why? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? And yet, yeah. and then when I try to do it, oh, no, 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 no. Well, they're avant-garde and you're a slob. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hey, Kathis, are there any colors that you absolutely try to avoid wearing? 
Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not a huge red fan. Uh, and red was a huge color for fall and for winter this year. And I'm just not, I don't know. I don't know if it doesn't look good on me or what, but I never, I just sort of like kind of shy away from it when I see it. My uh, mother-in-law, God rest her soul, used to tell my wife that she did not look good in earth tones. <laughs> I think she looks fantastic in earth tones. Interesting. So That's I funny. never got the chance to slap my mother-in-law. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. We need, oh, it's too bad. I know. I know. The things, that's why, <laughs> slap someone today, let them know you don't like them. When I'm feeling. time is short. When I'm feeling kind of, I don't know, racy. Yeah? Do you go for I'll, the red? I'll go for like a purple. A purple. Ooh. Ooh, you little yeah. prince. Right. Mm-hmm. I almost wore purple pants today. Did you? Yeah, I went with the green instead because of the Eagles. But um, yeah, purple was on the top and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't pick that for pants. That's me personally. <laughs> I, I, to me, I, last night I was standing there and because I, I pick out my outfits, I go, okay, me too. And then I have some some uh, uh, track pants, track and then, and my Carl Havoc shirt. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Do you guys lay out your clothes the night I before? Because we I get do. so early. I do. I try to every do it night, every day, just so it's one thing that I don't have to yeah. less in the, the morning. And also because like, we're such slaves to fashion, it takes a while to coordinate. Uh-huh. Well, no, but um, for me, like if I have to do stuff for the rest of the day, I. Don't don't want to have to like think about it in the morning. You know what I mean? I'm right. rushing yeah. around the morning like to totally. think about, all right, what do I have to do to get through the entire yeah. day in this outfit? Like do that happy birthday picture we were supposed to do yesterday and you weren't wearing the right outfit for that. Correct. Oh, so I, I actually wasn't that I it was, was makeup. I heard it was the, the whole makeup. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the makeup. Yeah. yeah. It was the makeup. You should come back if I just didn't wear makeup today. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Latrice. But look at my makeup today. <laughs> yeah, she, Latrice Eisman, who is the executive director of the Pantone Color Institute, said in seeking a hue, hue. that echoes our innate yearning for closeness, closeness and connection, we chose a color radiant with warmth and modern elegance. Oh, a shade, shut up. <laughs> a shade that resonates with compassion, offers tactile embrace, and effortlessly bridges the youthfulness, the youthful with the timeless. Yes. That's this, why they went with peach fuzz. What this color reminds me of is that this would be the crayon that I would pick when I would draw human skin when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Flesh so, color. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? I, Similar uh, to that. Nick, I think this is like our screen isn't the greatest. I think it's a little more um, pinky than that. But pinky slash pinky. orangey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's um, a more peach like. Would you paint any of your rooms in your house this color? No. No. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I ca- we kind of like er- earthier tones around the house. This is that, our room? That's kind of got that uh, that feel, I guess. But The um, library, I think. Yeah. The, maybe the study. The, the conservatory? Study. Yeah, yeah, maybe the conservatory. Yeah. yeah. Wherever Colonel Mustard spends the most time. <laughs> I remember the first time when we bought our home, uh, we were, I was painting, and the paint that I was... And I, listen, I, I trust my wife with all that stuff, and it ended up looking fine. But as I was putting the, that first coat on, I was like, dude, this looks like Band-Aids. You it sure lo- about this? It, I mean, it, sure? it, it yeah. legit looks like... And now it it, um, it dried a little bit different, but you know it, because of the sheen and the color, I was like, dude, I'm I, I'm going to be looking at band aids my whole life. When you go to a, a Home Depot or a Lowe's and you go to the paint section, they have those paint swatches, you know. Yeah. And uh, my son, for whatever reason, loved collecting those. Yeah. So every yeah. time we would go, and like we would come home with like yeah. two dozen of them, and it was I don't know, it was, like, just, it was adorable. Interior decorator trading cards. I guess well, yeah. when, we, when we are looking for paint schemes, we get the big gigantic thick one of all yes. of the colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of fan it out. Rochelle does all that. I can't. I'm, I'm, all the different. Whites, yeah. Oh, you know, when we oh. moved into our house, the colors that were in a lot of the rooms, yeah, were colors we liked. Yeah, okay. so we only repainted one or two rooms. Nick, I just painted my whole house white. 
you should have seen how long it took me to pick the white color. Dude. It was unbelievable. And even, like, I said to the guy at the store, I'm like, how are there so many whites? Isn't it just white? And he was like, you have no idea. Like, people will come in multiple times and pick up different white swatches. And sure enough, that's what I did. Here's what you do. Yeah. Alabaster. Home, put on some makeup <laughs> yeah. and then come back. Preston, you know I didn't pick alabaster because it looked gray in the okay. lighting in my house. Right. So I had uh, painted the brick on the front of uh, the, the place we have in Wildwood, and I painted the brick white. And white is white, I thought. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> I, I well, so we have that, and and but in the one corner of the of the front of the house, we have four swatches of of other whites, like because because bricks? my wife didn't like the white that we went with. It, <laughs> so it, 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 clashed, it clashed with the with the uh, fascia board. Uh, it, it it just didn't match. So are you repainting it? Yeah. So now I think we're going to go and try and paint it to match the siding instead of going the white because it was just too hard to find the the right shade of white. Not even doing white? But I I don't know. You do have to. It's been like that for like a year and Case, a half. what now. about the apps now yeah. that, that will actually determine precisely what the color is oh. for your camera? Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know that exists. Yes, they have those. So I, I've identify. never used it. You? Yes. Oh, and that's it is awesome. a program that will identify the color. In oh. case you need to do touch-ups or right. something like and that. Okay. matching a precise color. In case yeah. you talk about like how it looks. So this, I did the same color paint uh, in a room and up the stairs and in the hallway. And upstairs, it looks a completely di- even though it's white. The light yeah. Yeah. It looks a different color than in the living sure. room. It's sure. really bizarre because what I tried to do, Kath, I actually took the um, like the vinyl like that it was supposed to look like. I took that to uh, I guess I went to Lowe's. Had them match and it. And I had them match it to that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that also is like, you know, it depends on like what light is hitting it. And, yeah. You know, so. And this you, kind of thing. Yeah. Have you have you guys ever, and I love, I've seen this on, on Instagram a bunch of times where uh, they, somebody will see the footage of them dropping the different uh, color. Um, yes. What's what's that? Color wheel? Well, they'll take, they'll, the they'll, they'll show you a color yeah. and then they'll take the, somebody will take the dyes, the dyes. Think and the drop word. it into white base you oh, know yeah. no no color paint and then they'll they'll nail, nail it. it they'll right. get it so right cool. just by eyeball, eyeballing it it's, it's amazing it's, it's very impressive it's definitely a talent for yeah. sure and and so and i know how because i have the uh, the delco trim light now yes. and i can um i can basically program every single bulb and i can do it to the exact Pantone that I want, like so excellent. But it's it's really bizarre. So like when you have like you want the Eagles like Kelly Green, I can go into the Roy G. Biv on the yeah. app on my phone and get it to that exact. Oh, uh, it's a thirty eight red and it's forty two blue and Hike. It's, yeah, Hike. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, they're cool. coming Tuesday, Case. Tomorrow. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love it. Excellent. All right. Well, the color is peach fuzz, people. Peach fuzz. That's what we have for the year. I think we're just going to do one item in the What? Gym. That's, That's it? it. What? Yeah, oh, we're still- yeah. Take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are on the way, so stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Steven Star Restaurants, Wawa, and Stock Car Racing Experience. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. I just want to be invited to the ribbon cutting ceremony for the Kathy Romano Communication Center. Right. The when building. they dedicate yeah, that yeah, yeah. at Westchester. <laughs> so what happened last night? <laughs> I went to, so they had like a little dinner for uh, some of the graduates. Um, for Luminaries? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So they, they, it was really nice. It was at, um, you guys know Moss. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was at Moss. Uh, and it was really nice. And I just went and, you know, spoke to them a little bit, uh, you know, just about entering the workforce and their careers and, you know, what to expect. Were you the sole speaker? Some advice. Uh, yeah. And then they had like the, the chair head was there and oh. she spoke and, uh, you know, there were some professor, professors there. Um, but some professors. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Jerkoff. Excuse me. <laughs> no, but she found out some, this is pretty neat. I yeah, thought so this some, was fun. Some professors cool. that I actually had are, are still there. Uh, one who, when I did the commencement speech, um, he was uh, there. He reads names. And so he was also there last night and I was talking to him and uh, he was just telling me how he, you know, talks to his class about how I graduated from oh, there. Awesome. And then another professor who actually booked me to do this, he also, you know, points out that that I graduated from Westchester from that department. And uh, he's like, yeah, we tell all of our classes, all of our students know. And he's like, you're like our little success story and we're proud of you. Oh, yeah, that's cool. They have pictures hanging up. Do they? Yeah. They do. yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was that's, very no, nice. That, that's an honor. Uh, well, that's listen, really cool. You can incite future Kathy Romanos, yeah. you know? And you know what? One of the professors told me, so I created a website uh, when back in 1997, probably. <laughs> no, it was like 97, 98. It was kind of this like website slash PowerPoint thing and he said he thinks he still has it really? on a disc somewhere in his office. <gasps> no I was way. like, if you find that, I'm yeah. like, please send well, that to me. But I, re- I remember the project and I worked hard on it. Like, I, I worked really hard on this project. It took, you know, a, a while to get it done and he was like, I'm pretty sure I still have it. You were a good student from what we gather. Uh, the one thing that has always been the holy grail in your collectibles would be your NBC tape that you said, uh, NBC 10. Uh, you'll never see it. No. I, I've decided. My, I told you, my friend over, over at NBC was like, no. She was like, don't ever release that and let them get their hands on that. She's like, you will never live that down. I, and not to make this about me, but... Uh, I, I want to find the footage. Like, I was in these high school plays, and I had these other things in grade school that I, I know somebody owns right. it on VHS somewhere. I want to see I haven't seen it since I was in 
1991? Well, if you find them, I found a guy uh, who can who does all of that type of conversion stuff. So, yeah. um, and um, Steve, I was talking to Mike Jarek at Camp Out because yes. Mike has reels and reels of stuff. Anyway, Tons Casey, stuff. Um, it can be converted digitally really easily. And sure. so, if you do find them, let me know. And he's putting that up on his Instagram. Yes, yeah, and great by, to watch. By the way, Kathy, we have. I hope I am feeling good, and, or I'm feeling I good, know, and I hope you are too. And need to eat pizza and all this I stuff. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. You can I give us your stuff. I think it's worse than that. Oh, really? No. I think I think it might be. I have to watch it myself. It's on all a VHS right. tape, uh, so I have to watch it myself. All right, real quick, a uh, couple of shout outs. I needed to get these in before the weekend. This is from Amber Bart, and she said, Hey, I'd like to give a huge shout out to my daughter Mackenzie on her 10th birthday, December 9th, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, Mackenzie has listened in every morning uh, with me since the day she was born. So naturally, she's a diehard MMR fan, specifically the Preston Steve show. Kathy is her favorite. Oh, see, inspiring another young mind. <laughs> Says from the Cardboard Classic to the Camp Out for Hunger, Ken's has been there for it all. She's an honorable student, an amazing athlete, an incredible daughter, and I couldn't possibly love her more than I do today, and yet I know I will tomorrow. Happy birthday, Mackenzie, and she wants to give a shout out to her. So that's from your mom, Amber. And then one last one, uh, the Nick has one, and it says, uh, hey Preston and Nick, because he always hooks me, uh, hooks us up, uh, this is from, it says, it's me, Julie Jerkoff. Oh, yeah. uh, you may remember me from uh, other show-related things, such as the YouTube chat, Camp Out for Hunger, Privilege section, or the last email I wrote, if you would be so kind as to please give a birthday shout out to my son, Michael, who's turning 14 on December 10th. Uh, he has listened to you guys with me for the last 14 years now and thoroughly enjoys all the fart jokes and crude humor, <laughs> so as do. many TJ bo- uh, teenage boys tend to do. If you have the corn fart fart sound particularly, yeah. you would surely get a kick out of it. Uh, but if not, any fart will do. Uh, thank you so much again. You guys rock. Julie, and it says P.S. Finger up. Yeah, they do that on the YouTube uh, chat. Which oh. I just I love monitoring it from time to time, and, and it's just a, a, one of their ways of saying hi to each other. And is that what that means? Yeah, yeah. in yeah. that community, because yeah. we raise our fingers when we're. When oh, we put yeah. our hands oh, really? They also do. Um, they do frog emojis every time we play Froggy on Fridays, which I think is really cool. It's, I love watching that community, and they're all going a Twitter right now. By the way, I'm talking got, about Julie. I got an email from somebody who hates the Froggy song. She was like very adamant me? about it. She's not being mean about it, but I'm like, that's a shame. Sorry, we well, love she's it. She's not punk rock. I, I guess she's freaking love rock. that song. Yeah, yeah so anyhow. Freaking uh, love it. Nick. Alright, that is for uh, her son. Uh, that is for Michael. Alright, and then Nick has a shout out. Yeah, it's also a birthday shout out. It's a guy named Sean. Uh, he came to camp out and he just sent me a really quick note. He said, could you wish me a happy birthday on done today. So, happy birthday, Sean. This one's for you. Alright, there we go. Alright, we can now do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And if you're watching our YouTube channel right now, you should see all the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's tons of them. Thank you, guys. We love you. Brought to you by Sports and Social. You can experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social in live casino and hotel Philly. Uh, cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and signed merch, halftime contests, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks, and face painting and more. Uh, we'll start with this one. Danish 
Police are warning motorists not to use toasters to heat their electric vehicles. Okay. A driver, toasters? Yeah, a driver in southern Denmark attempted to keep his car battery warm and accidentally destroyed the car and damaged a nearby house. Police said the cause of the fire is most likely to be found in the toaster that the owner of the car had placed under the front of his car to keep the battery warm. Fortunately, no one was injured in sat- Sunday's or Saturday's fire. But that didn't <clears> work out so well. Uh, but the car owner faces a fine. Uh, EV batteries tend to be less efficient in the cold, which may have been a motivating factor for the person so to do that. A lot of the newer ones have spe- specific units that keep them warmer. Uh, Eldordo Santini previously voted Italy's most handsome man in 2019, has decided to leave his modeling career and pursue priesthood at the age of 21. Wow. Yeah. Dear God, you're a good-looking man. Uh, despite a background in drama and dance, he announced on social yeah, media... this is the Pope. Don't do it! ...that he would be giving up his modeling, acting, and dance aspirations to focus on his faith. His name is Ed- Eduardo Santini. Bro, can you imagine the amount of frame you can get? I've not looked at him yet. Connor, can you uh, pull up a photo so we can see the most beautiful man in Italy, the most handsome man in Italy, Eduardo Santini? Uh, Eduardo expressed... expressed that his decision was influenced by meeting people who exemplified the essence of being part of the church. He recounted living with two priests as a transformative experience and has now entered a preparatory course for the seminary, studying theology and serving in two parishes. He got his calling. There you go. Uh, Despite facing criticism. Oh, there you go, Kathy. (laughs) And disappointment. Imagine if that was your priest. From some. Uh, Eduardo is determined to <laughs> Jesus follow, Christ, exactly, my <laughs> uh, to follow his chosen path, emphasizing his newfound happiness and identity. I mean, it really, I, and I believe it truly is a calling. And yeah. Steve, I saw this thing on on Instagram yesterday. It was this little kid who he wanted to wear suspenders because the preachers wear suspenders, and uh-huh. so he put suspenders on. I mean, Steve, this kid couldn't have been more than four years old. He puts the suspenders on, and then he stands in front of the mirror, and he's like, uh, "Yeah." Because it's like a Baptist preacher. Like, hey, a Baptist hey, preacher. Hey, praise Jesus. Aww. Praise the Lord. He's four years old. It's, oh, my God. So precious. Mass- a Massachusetts man has believed to have died over the weekend by accidentally stabbing himself with a knife, which was attached to a lanyard around his neck. Oh, oh my, God. my God. The body of Patrick Kenny, 42 years old, was found on Saturday night in the parking lot of a restaurant. Emergency personnel immediately transported him to the hospital where he died of his injuries. That's why I took the proximity mine off my lanyard. Uh, The district attorney's office said uh, the incident appears to have been accidental, but an investigation remains ongoing. There was a guy in our community several years ago who was walking home from his job, and he had, I think he had a a bottle of beer or something like that, and tripped, fell, slipped. He wasn't, you know, over-inebriated or anything. He just fell, and it cut him, and he bled out. So with this horrible, horrible. with the lanyard thing, (laughs) I think you wear your cards as well the same way I do, right? Really. So sometimes I have, you know, bumped into something and the card stick into me. Yeah. You know, a knife? So if you got a blade, it yeah. can be very, very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, after working into the early morning hours, a man in northwest D.C. was approached by two armed men who proceeded to take everything that he had in his pockets except... They wouldn't take his Android phone because it wasn't an iPhone. (laughs) 
Oh, they took the truck, too, but oh they wouldn't God. take the phone. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't work with anything we have. After working into the early morning hours, a woman who asked not to be identified said her husband insisted he meet her outside of their apartment and go park uh, the car. And uh, and as soon as he parked the car, two masked gentlemen came up to him armed. She said they robbed him, took everything he had in his pockets. They took the keys to my truck, got in, and pulled off. She said the robbers were bold taking her husband's phone, but... Then they gave it back to him because it wasn't their liking. They basically looked at the phone and were like, oh, this is an Android. I don't want this. You really it was should, an iPhone. You should check out the iPhone, really. So they threw it back to him. That's hilarious. And took off. The, the, the thieves have incompatibility issues. All right. And then one final story. We'll go with this one. In New Hampshire, several hundred rounds of ammunition in a vehicle exploded Whoa. after a fiery crash Saturday afternoon that shut down I-93. Uh, state police said that three people inside the vehicle were able to escape and one was taken to the hospital with significant but non-life-threatening injuries. Police said that they got a report of a vehicle excuse me, operating erratically before the crash. The vehicle hit the center medium before ricocheting across all lanes, hitting another vehicle, and then into the woods where it hit several trees and caught on fire. The occupant of the vehicle, of the other vehicle that was struck, had no injuries. So the northbound side was closed off as the fire grew, and the southbound lanes were also closed as several hundred rounds of ammo in the vehicle started to explode. Oh, man. When the firefighters arrived... Nothing to see here. Uh, they were able to contain uh, the fire, and uh, one of the people in the vehicle was arrested on several warrants, and more charges could be forthcoming pending the outcome of the investigation. So they had to shut down the entire highway because of that. And that is the last story that I have in the Bizarre File. So we have the... Uh, we have the Presidency Christmas Miracle live broadcast coming yeah. up. I would like to give away some free passes to join us. Of course, it's brought to you by Miller Lite. is the Ugly Sweater Edition, and we are headed to a location that we have never broadcast live before, and it is the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. It's a Christmas miracle! Yeah! Woo-hoo! And you have to be a uh, a diehard Preston and Steve fan. We're going to be playing Preston and Steve show uh, contests that we've done in the past. Yeah. and Contests that you might have wanted to have participated in. This is going to be your chance. And to do it in a live uh, in a live setting as well. You and a friend can come. Only you will be eligible to be called up on stage. Yeah, it's, it's Friday. But everyone will have a chance to win prizes. We have uh, drawings that will be going on throughout the morning. And, of course, you can enter in the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest as well. You have to be at least 21 years of age to be a part of the booze contest, but it's an all ages event, and uh, we will there we will be serving alcohol. That yes, we fun. will, uh, and hopefully some breakfast and stuff like that. We're working on some music and so on. So let's get five callers right now. Two one five two six three WMMR. We will invite you to the event, and it is going to be on Wednesday, December twentieth in the morning. Keep that in mind. You got to keep your whole morning open, and we would love for you to be there. Two one five two six three WMMR. There is an event coming up, by the way, uh, next Wednesday where you can go and actually uh, have a chance to win passes to it. It is the first of the Miller Lite pre-parties that we are having. And this one is going to be with Marissa Magnata at Milk Boy in Center City. And this will be uh, next Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Nice. Stop by and see her. And I'm sure they'll have Miller Lite stuff and all kinds of goodies going on. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. 
And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. ACDC for your Friday morning driving pleasure. A 93.3 WMMR. Never been in rocks, and that would certainly fall in the category. Some of the most rocky of the rocks. Uh, it is 1026. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's very sweet of you to say. I know you're not feeling well. <laughs> like, just before I said it, I'm like, this is not going to be a good idea. <laughs> and then I went ahead and said it anyway. And I'm not feeling good, Rock. I feel like crap, man. It's just you got a snot rag. I, I do. I've, I've gone through several of them. All right, man. You should just uh, do a couple more segments, wrap up the show, go home, be with your family. <laughs> Rock, I got detention one time for asking for a snot rag for my teacher in high school. Really? Yeah, she thought it was a little bit uh, was inappropriate. Was it none? <laughs> it was not. Ah, uh, there you go. My Spanish teacher. Yeah, well, they're hot blooded. <laughs> I thought there was a dad joke on the way there. There was not. There was not. <laughs> like put a little boogie in it or something? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. but he said the words snot rag, and the teacher didn't like that. Oh. Should have asked you. thought it was inappropriate, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rock. Tissue. <laughs> you know how these high school kids can be, though, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm feeling... Woof, woof. It's, and yeah, I it just came out of the blue, right? Yeah, I don't think it's what... <laughs> well, that's like Nick, dude. Nick was totally fine, and next thing you know... Here's the thing. I don't think it's what Nick had. I don't yeah. think it's what you were going through. It's yeah. something totally different. So there's three different sicknesses uh, running through here. I know. <laughs> it's a true caddy. <laughs> well, Kathy, at least we're in a closed door with terrible ventilation, you know? But, yeah, my, what you're going through, Preston, is I, like, I woke up in the middle of the night on whatever that night was, Monday into Tuesday morning, uh, uh, hacking up a lung, and uh, so it was like an upper bronchial thing. Yeah, uh, yours is worse than what I had. What, well, maybe, I don't know, but w- what I heard is that 
there are there are like three different elements going, going around right now. Years ago, when the bronchioles roamed the planet, <laughs> yeah, those are um, it's a brontosaurus, Bron- right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a dinosaur, right? Yeah. Very different. Yeah, uh, but they also had lungs. Yes, and rattlers. Rattlers. And then Casey had the chills the other day, yeah. so he had a whole different thing. They were multiplying. Yeah. 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 Oh, shut yeah. up. Well, now I was in control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's electrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All night long, I because I just didn't. I, I basically didn't sleep Monday going into Tuesday, and every time I woke up at twelve o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, and then at like three o'clock. I was about to call out, and then uh, Nick had sent a text message calling out. I'm like, I can't call out now. Right. Yes. Sorry. And then, no, and right. then if, if Marissa called out, then we couldn't do the show. No. Because she, I don't know how to run all this. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us would have just sat here and stared at each other. Yeah, there would, it would have been yeah. dead air the whole, for, for, you know, five hours or whatever. Ugh. All right. Uh, we've stalled long enough. We need to do today's lesson question. What lesson question? <laughs> and give away a prize. Wait, no, that's the wrong one. There you go. <laughs> we have a $50 games gift card that we're going to give away. Answer this question. What new award or prize will involve Mark Summers? From the uh, Preston Steve Show. 215-263-WMMR. What new award are we going to actually give Mark Summers? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. If you know, we ask you to call now. And we'll do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Zane Western Apparel. Shop Zane Western Apparel and work here in Piles Grove, New Jersey this holiday season. And Zane's has work gear and boots from the brands you love. Online at zanewestern.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Emma Stone was recently asked in an interview if her friend Taylor Swift's song When Emma Falls in Love is about her. Stone coyly denied the suggestion, but did confirm that Swift's cryptic Jake Gyllenhaal song is titled Jake Has a Small Penis. After a fan cancellation uproar, the TV series SWAT is coming back for a seventh season and producers are promising to pull out all the stops. For example, SWAT will now stand for sexy, wet-ass teens. That doesn't sound right. And finally, Oprah Winfrey insisting that her amazing new slimmed-down figure was achieved, quote, the old-fashioned way. Oprah apparently used a fax machine to order Ozempic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trip. We'll go to the phones, see if we can get an answer to the question. Uh, what if, what new award is going to be involving Mark Summers? 215-263-WMMR. Let's stick with the Grease theme because okay. our first caller in is Sandy. So oh, we will yeah. go to her. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning, Nick. Sandy. Good morning to see you, Sandy. All right. Um, what new award or prize will be involving Mark Summers, please? The strap on? The strap yeah. on. Yeah. The Goldman strap on. And <laughs> Casey just screamed his head. Oh, off. I know why. Why? Can I say it? We'll do nope. All right. Oh, okay. All right. We're gonna set him up with uh, set her up with a fifty dollars Gabe's gift card. I hope breakfast pieces. Uh, no. Get huge discounts <laughs> of up to seventy percent off mall store prices <laughs> on brands like Hurley, Realtree, Stanley, Carhartt. 
Disney, Bear Paw, Mattel, Fisher Price, and Big Athletic Brands. Too big to say. If it's on their wish list, you can get it for less at Games. Visit GamesStores.com for more information. Can I guess? Again. That are caught to cookies? No, 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 no. You're not getting any treats. No. It's- and, and as a matter of fact, you're going to be... You're going to be so disappointed at the explanation that you're actually going to get mad. Okay. So the Eagles lost on Sunday because I didn't do this thing that I always do the Friday before a game. What was it? I tried to do it at the end of the show after everything ended, and it just didn't work. Uh, So every Eagles game day or the Friday before a game day, uh, the winning music I use is Birds of a Feather. From Fish? From Fish. Okay. And... uh, and I air organ and air guitar the song. And, and last week I didn't do that. And they, they lost. lost. You did it. <sighs> Clearly that was your fault. Uh-huh. I want those well, this cookies. Is, this I, is, I know. I want those they're coming. The cookies. Jenny's is coming, man. Okay. Right, here you go. Just not today. Uh, all right. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right. Uh, we have a couple things passed along after teasing it online. Guns N' Roses officially released The General. As their new single. Uh, Is that an insurance company? You gotta try the best. You know there's a really There's a really interesting story behind Shaq and the general, and I know the show's almost <laughs> over, but like nobody would insure that guy, right? Yeah. And so uh they they decided we're going to do this, and he was he was stuck without insurance. And so everybody, like, Charles Barkley started making fun of him for it. And he's like, when nobody would insure me, this company would. And so he's stuck by them. Why would no it, one insure him? I don't know, Preston. It was a weird thing where, like, he couldn't get insurance for some, like, uh, you know, he was doing, like, um, side businesses and stuff. And the general okay. stepped up and they said, we'll take care of it. We'll do, you know. And he's like, this is a legit insurance company. And now he's part owner, is he He not? is, yeah. yes. It's been really lucrative for him. Wow. You can't order the general, baby! <laughs> Anyway, that has nothing to do with the Guns N' Roses, but thought I'd share it. The song had previously been released as a B-side to GNR's limited edition 7-inch vinyl single of their latest track, Perhaps. I'm double-fisting ricotta cookies, baby! Both songs <laughs> were composed during the Chinese democracy sessions. Uh, is it, is it, and this is tangential to this, Preston. Yeah. Did we determine whether it's regoge or ricotta? <laughs> <laughs> or regoge. Okay. I think it depends on what your nationality is. Like yeah. me as a, uh, what do they call me? Because I'm not Italian at all. Uh, what do they call me? Non-Italian. Non-Italian. <laughs> yeah. You know that slang that they have for us. Uh, Gavon. Gavon. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I can't say. Okay. Okay. So you shouldn't say it that way? I feel okay. like a poser if I do. All right. Uh, You're a poser, baby! Guns N' Roses surprised fans earlier this month when they sang it live for the first time at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. And people still say poser, by the way? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But you should have the right to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just not next week. <laughs> uh, Aerosmith. <laughs> the bar. Thank you. <laughs> surpassed the extreme milestone of, of Spotify's billion streams. Yeah, wow. they've got a billion Spotify streams. It's like a billion. Uh, about writing it, Stephen Tyler said, I was 17 or 18 it was just this little thing I was playing, and I never dreamed uh, that that it would end up as a real song or anything. It's about... It doesn't even say what goddamn song. Uh, ooh, we'll see dream, dream On? on. Oh, dream On. Dream yeah, on. that's it. That's okay. That's what I was thinking, Dream On. <laughs> that's the earliest one that comes to mind. 
It says it in the headline, but it's not written in the story. Okay, so anyhow, but yes, I do. Like a billion. Uh, <laughs> and I never dreamed that it would end up as a real song or anything. It's about dreaming until your dreams come true. That's the exact lyric. Dream until your dreams come yeah, true. I yeah. like it. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, he said that was about four years before Aerosmith was even formed. Wow. Uh, he wrote the classic rock ballad sitting at a Steinway upright piano in the living room of uh, Trow Rico Lodge in Sunapee, New Hampshire. Isn't that wild? Yeah, the 1973 hit has since been inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame and passed the billion uh, Spotify stream marks. So. Every time when I look in the mirror, my cool. right eye and the floor are getting nearer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so congratulations to those guys. It's very cool. I mean, it's a, it's a staggering amount. It's crazy because that does not sound like Steven Tyler at all. That, you know, the, the, their earlier stuff is, I mean, you would hear it constantly, yeah. you know, and, and obviously, I mean, they're they're relevant to MMR as well, obviously, but uh, the, the, the classic rock world. Yeah. You know who, who sounded different as they evolved, lead singer-wise? Uh, Scott Weiland. Yeah. Like, he, like he completely, if you listen to... Um, well, this is his first album right here. Oh, hang on a second. I had the button here. wrong. Here we go. <laughs> Sounded like Eddie Vedder to start. Um, but Did he? Yeah, Plus, I, when Plush came out, I thought it was yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah. I completely agree. That's uh, and, and in fact, well, what? I, I, I saw the video. I'm like, wow, they, they've adopted a new look. <laughs> they hear that, yeah. the way they sing the. But, but then you hear Big Bang Baby, and right, it yeah. sounds completely different. So yeah, well, some people dead. do evolve, and now he died. How about that? All right, one last story. Judas Priest I'm trying so hard to get through this. Come on now. Judas Priest revealed uh, the full track list of their upcoming album, Invisible. Invincible Shield. 14 songs in all. Three of them are deluxe edition bonus tracks. Comes out on March 8th. So Rob Halford first announced the new music back in October. It's a uh, cool concept. The track, uh, the tracks are called Panic Attack, The Serpent and the King, Invincible, Invincible Shield, Devil in Disguise, Gates of Hell, Crown of Horns, As God is My Witness, Trial by Fire, Escape from Reality, Sons of Thunder, Giants in the Sky, Deluxe Edition, or Giants in the Sky, and then the Deluxe Edition bonus tracks are Fight of Your Life, Vicious Cycle, and The Lodger. Wow. It's a lot yep. of tracks. Yep, a whole bunch of them. So, latest from Judas Priest. And that is the last yeah. item in music news. We well made done. it. We did it. Yay, we're doing it. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a second, and we will wrap up the program, I believe, is a... Sarah coming in? Who's coming uh, in? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah? Yeah. All right, we got one more. One more sub. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Wednesday, December 20th. We're taking the show on the road somewhere new. Broadcasting live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Steven Star Restaurants, Wawa, and Stock Car Racing Experience. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. And be sure to wear your ugly sweater for a shot at prizes from Miller Lite. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Some people call it a Christmas miracle. 
presented by Phoenixville First. Phoenixvillefirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. We have entered into the final phase of the Preston and Steve Show for this particular week. And it's been a good one. We've had a good time on the program. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this week. I want to thank uh, Mr. Mark Summers hey! for being on the show today. Nice to talk to Mark. He has got his show, The Life and Slimes of Mark Summers, playing off-Broadway in New York City. 16 weeks. It's a limited run, but that's a pretty badass run, man. He can't can't believe it. How about his offer to fly us up there at a private jet? How about that? That's just so so special. So generous. Uh, So he's going to be at the New World Stages uh, Theater in New York City. February 14th is when it starts. Tickets are on sale now. It's Uh, a great show. Lifeandslimes.com. And uh, he'll be by, you know, right before then. And we'll we'll spend some more time with him. And I want to thank Data Ward from Acme for being on this morning. Wow. To update the numbers for Camp Out for Hunger and the cash taken in uh, via Acme, not only at the the store on site that we have at Camp Out for Hunger, but also at the register where you can uh, donate. And so by the time we got to uh, the end of the Camp Out, uh, it was over $500,000. And now through Thanksgiving, $710,000 raised alone through that. Putting the money take well above a million dollars. Yeah, overall, well over a million dollars for Phil Abundance this year. So we're very, very very proud of you all. So thank you for helping us out with that. And uh, very stoked that uh, Acme is again, yet again, so closely involved in the events. Wonderful. Sarah Parker is here. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the she still got it. Uh, imagine Jackie Bam Bam doing that. <laughs> oh my God, Jackie! Jackie uh, brings a certain uh, air of mystery to our conversation. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> That's one way of yeah, putting yeah. it. Yeah. So, how you doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. It is Friday. Oh yes. my God. I, thank God. Poor Preston. <laughs> Don't get too close to me. I, I know. I see you with the tissue, but then like Casey's over there sounding a little nasally, and I'm here good. we are in this bubble. I know. I in know. Together. I yeah. know. Oh, yeah. But but it, listen, we, getting sick on the weekend, or at least you can relax a little bit. Yeah. It's a big. I know. See, I, I disagree. It That's ru- my time. Yeah. I know it ruins a weekend a bit, but man, going to work sick sucks. Yeah. It does. So, yeah. Anyway. And right. we are, we're troopers and heroes. So we're going to find out what you've got <laughs> coming up. Really. But let's do the letter of the day first. Let's right? do it. All right. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. K, as in kick. All right. And we'll take caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll see if you know the word of the week. So give us a call. Uh, Right now, so you're filling in today. Is Pierre taking off Monday as well? You Pierre know? will be back on Monday. He'll be back on Monday. Well, that's, that's a different one. Yeah, he takes the Monday off. Does that extra? Day? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you're doing this today? Yes, and I believe studio decorations will be happening next week as well to okay. get us All into right. the spirits. Bill a loves. More. Bill loves that time. He really does, <laughs> and it's the last time that is, he'll be able to savor it with us together. Yeah. yeah, this is Bill's final time. He's retiring at the end of the month, which is sad, of course. Wow, but. Uh, um, we'll have to we'll have to get him in here in the very near future. But what are you going to do on today's program? Today, in the workforce blocks, we will do Metallica, we'll do Hailstorm, and also honor the life of John Lennon, who was murdered on this day in 1980. So we will do a block for him. Got some giveaways, the Def Leppard and 
and Journey show that's coming to the ballpark in July. July 23rd, that goes on sale next week, but I'll have a pair of tickets to give away for that. And also a pair of tickets for this really interesting show that Mark Tremonti's doing. Mark Tremonti sings Frank Sinatra. That's at the uh. Borgata in Atlantic City in January. And I will have one more pair of tickets to give away. Jackie's been giving them away all this week, and I've got another pair today. That's good stuff. I noticed you're wearing your Def Leppard shirt today. Sure am. <laughs> Reppin'. Yeah. You're going to go I, to that show? I think so, yeah. I watched okay. them get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2019. Wow. And they were kind of like, I don't want to call them the odd man out, but it was kind of the surprise induction of that year. But the fans turned out to that ceremony. So nice. it, it was it was a lot of love for Def Leppard in the building. And I gained an appreciation for them. They're great in concert. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're great. I've seen and them I a think few paired times. Uh, with Journey. Yeah. That's a really, really good pairing. Yep. All right, we're going to go uh, look for caller number seven. I believe it's Jim. Hey there, Jim. How you doing, buddy? How's it going, Presbo? DB8. DB8, brother. Jimmy. As soon as I get home. All right, Jim, what is our what's our word? Jimmy. What's our word of the week? Freak. Great day in the morning. Send you over two Flyers yeah. Santa sacks, one for you and one for you to give as a gift. So that's going to be a pair of lower level uh, Flyers tickets, uh, a Flyers uh, player autograph puck, and exclusive gritty tree topper. And we're going to give you some wings Ooh. lacrosse tickets. All right, my man. Love Santa sacks. All yeah. right, nice Jimmy. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, Jimmy. And we'll it's set- gone. <laughs> We'll set you up, bud. Sorry about that. All right. We are going to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, also brought to you by Trinity Rehab. Locations all over and open in now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on the program, we'll have uh, comedian Eric Schwartz. He's not a bad man. <laughs> no. Eric, comedian Eric Schwartz will be joining us. Nice. He's not a bad guy. Nice. And uh, we Weird Al Yankovic will be joining us on top of that. And also, we're going to start really doing some uh, more Christmas Miracle giveaways next week. We'll really start piling that on. We're very excited. Get you set for that. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend. Keep it in nooch. (laughs) And we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. I hit the wrong damn button. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. Oh, Case. You want me to redo this for you? Or do you want me to just hit the thingy thing? No, no, hang on. All right. Got got to do this right. Got to got, got, got to do it. Right, that, do that, 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 that my fault. All right, here. All right, and then we do. What do we do next? I hit the sweeper next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, make sure just do say the the rage on, keep it in neutral. Rage on, keep it in neutral. Have a great weekend. Bye bye, everybody. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.